Hi everyone, this podcast is once again sponsored by Robots Ruin My Life. Be sure to use the code ROBOCAST at checkout for 25% off your order. The code is actually going away now. Uh, so if you want to save some money on your order from that website, please be sure to use the code. I have the results for the giveaway as well that we were running on the channel. If, if you saw it, I did make a post about it on our social pages and of course on YouTube as well. Uh, the winners are from the UK, The Seaborg. And from the US, it is over-engineered Lego robots on YouTube. So congratulations to both of you. If you can get in touch with us via our Facebook or Twitter pages, we'll try and get your stuff sent out to you as soon as we can. Enjoy the podcast. Hi, this is Jameson Go from Team Sawblaze, and you're listening to The Robocast. Hello everyone, my name is Sam Elliott 64 and welcome back to the Robocast with myself, Steve the American Killjoy, World of Woodrow and David Osbeg. And we are joined, it is our great pleasure to be joined by this season's champion, Jameson Go from Sawblaze. Jameson, welcome back. It's been, it's been a whole, a, a, over a year since we had you on. Um, I think the last time we spoke to you was for the, the Mad Catter fight, all those, all those fights ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I mean, time flies. I, I can already remember which, which, how long ago that was exactly. But uh, it, I'm all, I'm happy to be back. I really enjoy watching the Robocast. So, yeah, glad to be a part of it. It's very kind of you to say. I missed the last one too, and I remember that because I remember you. You said hi, and I'm like, <laughs> shoot, I should have been there, and I felt terrible. Yeah. I've only As missed I recall, one this had, time. We had Mike on for that one, didn't we? Is we did. Yeah, man. Yeah, long time, I, I wasn't even doing this at that time. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I don't know. I believe I'm you, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Normally, the same place, same time. Yeah. Normally, at this stage, we would discuss your schedule for the season. However, I've got a feeling it's going to be a very long episode, so we're going to skip that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and suffice to say, you've been kicking ass and taking names except for one fight, which I think surprised everyone, which was the Hydra fight. Yeah. Um, did it surprise you how it went? Uh, that that particular fight in particular, Jamie, was that a surprise for you? How one-sided it was in the end? Um, I'm not completely surprised of it. I mean, the, going into it, the team knew that it was going to be a difficult fight. I mean, you can look at pre-season seedings if you want to. I mean, they reflect pretty well. I think the the feelings and thoughts of the committee and then a lot of the fans as, as well. But you know, on on paper for sure, this is like one of those low man wins games. So it's either it's going to be 100 to zero or for somebody. And if you if we they get underneath us, you know, their our whole strategy is basically out out the window. Um, and if we get underneath them, we're you know we'll be, probably be able to do a, a pretty good amount of damage and uh, disable them. It'll, it'll should, any advantage will probably snowball from there if we can get a hit. Um, so luckily for them, they were the lower robot, and there's not much you can do after that. So they proceeded to flip us a lot. You know we recognizing the condition of the of the tips of our forks throughout the fight we could actually get underneath them and we're pressing that though that probability basically that one of these chances we're going to be able to get underneath hydra and deliver a hit it doesn't you know it seems like their drivetrain you get a good hit in somewhere 
you might be able to slow it down and disrupt his driving enough that you can take advantage of it. That was apparent in future fights, as we saw. Mm-hmm. One good hit really messes things up for Hydra. So we were probably we were, we were probably we were playing the probability game in that sense that we can get underneath them once, get them far <laughs> enough in, and then get that advantage. But one of the I'd say the flips in let's say like the I don't know thirty seconds to one minute mark, the one that landed on the forks and that basically wrenched it downwards enough that it raised a piece of metal underneath it, and that made the maneuverability aspect really difficult. So even though we were able to get underneath them maybe like three times, we were unable to push inwards like we usually do, because we didn't have traction on one wheel and it made it it made it impossible to take advantage of uh, any 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 chance that we had. So. Yeah, they basically took it. Uh, I, in my opinion, they took it uh, 100-0 in favor of them. <laughs> um, yeah, there's uh, not not too much to say. I think that if we fought them again after our modifications, it would be a little bit different. I was going to say I, I won't bring it up in a bit later on because obviously there was a real possibility you could have yeah. ended up fighting Hydra again. Oh yeah, in the tournament. But um, we'll, we'll save that for a little bit later on. Um, we have scoured the internet for list of questions. We had so many. Yeah. And, I, and if I don't answer, if I don't answer your question, I'm really sorry. We had so many, and if we were here to answering all of them, I think we'd be here till yeah. next next season. So, it's a tiny bit of the grand final effect, and also the champion effect. So that, you know, people people just want to ask them. They they want to ask the questions. So absolutely, we're, excited. we're also going to split them across the episode between you know yeah. the you know post winning the championship and pre winning the championship. So mm-hmm. let's start off with. Uh, kind of a two-part question coming from team tiny hands on youtube and they ask what inspired the dragon theming in Swordblaze in the first place and milk buns which is a great name asks what type of uh dragon would Swordblaze be for research <laughs> oh wow um well I'll, i guess i'll answer the what kind of dragon it would be i have no idea how many different kinds of like are we, like comparing it to uh pop culture dragons or something like is this like a how you, how to train your dragon dragon or is this kind of <laughs> like the hungarian horntail harry potter kind of dragon yeah or somewhere yes. in, or trogdor trogdor dragon Constantly there you bees. go uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe the trogdor dragon you know yeah. burn, burnating all the where's, all the robots where, where's the big arm i guess it well, has I one guess, big arm it's, 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 it's right here it's there there's the big arm <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't need the muscliness. The, the it's already kind of baked in at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like coming out of its neck right there. Yeah. So I think maybe the closest answer we're going to get is a Trogdor dragon. There you go. <laughs> Where did the dragon theme come from? Um, I think that at the time where we were proposing all the variety of weapons and gimmicks, you know, I don't want to say gimmicks because they're all very real. But uh, all the different things that we are applying for in the season two of BattleBots, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're you know we wanted a weird shape, mission accomplished. Uh, we wanted the saw blade. There weren't any saw blade robots at the time. We're unaware of Scorpios's application. Uh, also, the flamethrower, and we had to make it green. So we had a whole bunch of things going for it, and trying to integrate that into a theme. Uh, pe- that. We, we 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 took a, a gamble. We ventured that you know the the producers are going to gravitate toward towards something which sort of ha- is sort of thematic more so than you know just robots and mechanics. So it's like oh let's try to 
put the flamethrower on the arm and we can make the head shaped like a dragon so it breeds fire and then we can call we can go slash and burn as the as our motto because it I don't know agriculture is, is on, on the mind right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> burn and slash so it kind of evolved organically you know as as more pieces started to fit together the puzzle started to kind of form you know so basically I can't yeah. remember the all the the plethora of different proposals for themes I don't think that they were nearly as uniformed as as that one. Okay. Well, so, I'm glad you guys stuck with this one because I mean it. It, I mean, it worked out. <laughs> I, I, I think I think Hexbug's pretty pop, pretty pretty happy with with how uh, with how you went with the design. Um, <laughs> you know, you so go. there you go. Yeah, you chose good. Uh, okay, so the the big bad the the big bad forum troll on YouTube, which is also a wonderful name, uh, <laughs> asks. And I'm going to try to say this without laughing. How many pounds of handsome does the camera add? And or are you contractually obligated by BattleBots to look fire all the time? <laughs> how many what? pounds of awesome? If if awesome or or say no, does handsome? Ha- handsome, yeah, yeah. If if handsome could be measured in weight, I don't know. Exactly, that's what I mean. Yeah, that was that would have been my first question. But hey, you know, what if, what if it's a I'm volumetric measurement? You know, the C, right? You know, yeah. how many liters of handsome? Yeah. Just, pour, just, just get pour it on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. I yeah. like that. Just pour it on. Just pour on the handsome, yeah? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Luke Quintal, obviously driver of Copperhead for this season, uh, asked, why do you and Aaron Fan keep bolting weird robots together? I'd like to know this as well. <laughs> <laughs> why not? What? That's my question for Luke. Why haven't you started, Matt? He's <laughs> <laughs> um, referring to the, the series of ham robots. Uh, mm-hmm. And the ham robots that we bring to competitions, more or lately bring to competitions, are it's it's our way of relaxing. I mean, at this point, people take me and Aaron pretty seriously as robot builders and competitors. But sometimes you just want to go to an event and have a fairly low stakes. Uh, just just when I mean, we got into building robots, we build sorts of creative creative necks uh, when we were younger. And we don't want to lose, we don't want to lose the ability to have that kind of fun because just because people take us seriously, you know, mm-hmm. people like at our stage and certainly now they like sort of project their expectations onto you, and so we want to make it very clear that we still want to have fun. So our way of doing that is building something which is clearly, clearly for fun, and you know sometimes we're surprised that it does well. But the idea is to build something that's sort of zany, that's new, and to split up the control effort to make it utterly impossible. You know, it's like you give each other one wheel of the robot and say, "Go forward." <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's, it's so a big ridiculous. challenge. <laughs> it's a uh, robot. Get, yeah, <laughs> the ham robots, the collaborative hams, are a more recent thing. The the classic hams are one-person driver sort of things that just were silly constructions of foam. Aaron has mentioned that on a few other places. Uh, you definitely ask him more about the history of ham. I won't take that away from him. But the modern collaborative hams, that's that's kind of what we're going for these days. Yeah, the one stuck the side to side where it kind of just sort of gets its way across <laughs> the box. <laughs> yes, still, uh, the, the tail of three so hams. Tail of three hams, that's right. That's there a, you go. That's, yeah. a, that's a classic one. And then more recently, ham shake, which is... There you go, yep. Yeah, yeah. It's a good uh, segue. 
<laughs> That's good stuff. Well, um, PB2 on Discord has asked, is there any like enthusiasm to build a heavyweight version of a tale of three hams? <laughs> Where would you fight it? <laughs> well, you, you, oh, you've run BattleBots now. Like, you know, right. is obsolete. It's, it's time to evolve. You know, <laughs> we would be we would be counted out before really anything. <laughs> the match would start, and we would be counted out. Yeah. So the funny the 20, thing about the tale of three fight. hams is that uh, you know we didn't do much work into developing the locomotion. Because and also in classic ham, classic ham, there's a few rules that we go by. One of which is you're not supposed to spend a lot of time on it. So we built. We're basically the week rolling up to it. We could only do things by hand or by 3D printing, and so there wasn't much time to develop. How does the bristlebot motion work? And I'll say I took a gamble, and my site actually worked out. I think fairly well. It had these directional bristles with the servo, so you can go forwards and backwards somewhat controllably. Uh, Aaron's half had a bristle that could had attached to one servo, one big bristle, and mm-hmm. it go like this. And for whatever the mechanics of it, it went backwards really well, but not forwards. <laughs> uh, only at certain RPMs, which was the function, the vibration was a function of the other two sections of it. So we had three people trying to figure out what speed to spin at so that Aaron's half could go forward well. <laughs> <laughs> so if we brought that. And we, in classic ham fac, uh, fashion, brought it to BattleBots with the time that we spent. We would probably get counted out as soon as the match started. Yeah. <laughs> so uh. translation, we're trying. Yeah. <laughs> it's an experience, you know. It's it's a it's a out of body experience watching that robot fight. It, it, it's a proving grounds one, you know. It's... <laughs> there you go. How's <laughs> the plan? Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Uh, we did get another question about. Actually, building a yeah, heavyweight uh, silent spring that was uh, law of instant ancient. 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 I think that's how you pronounce that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you thought about bringing heavyweight uh, silent spring to BattleBots as well? Uh, so without, well, I'd le- maybe I would consider the next version, which I haven't finished yet. But this version, as it stands, what makes it somewhat unique is the. I'd, I'd say a large portion portion of it is the, the weight bonus that we mm-hmm. get from NHRL for having the non-wheeled uh, locomotion. Uh, but otherwise, for all practical pr- purposes, it's basically a rotator. So, you know, single-bladed rotator. Yeah. So I, I'd probably say I know, no specific plans for it right yeah. now unless I made it drastically different. You know, rotator exists and rotator is quite good. So I can't see Silent Spring kind of Getting in there and making a really a unique mark on the the landscape of robots. Mm-hmm. Well, it does have the weapon modularity where you can you can move in and 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 you know kind of adjust for whatever mm-hmm. opponent you're fighting. But we, of course, we know Silent Spring for its its undercutteriness uh, and horizontalness. So modularity. <laughs> yeah, I haven't yeah. exercised that in a while. So the yeah, last time I, I competed, I just kind of it was it's such a and you know the robot folks would probably agree with this. It's it's such an undertaking. To prepare mm-hmm. all those things, and plus, I think at this point it's, you know, playing the modularity game. It was, uh, it's, it is strategically advantageous, but from a match proceedings level, it's a bit of a pain. Yeah, and I think it's more frustrating than anything. <laughs> so, you know, Silent Spring its origins were to basically be a big, big explosions robot, <laughs> and I, I think I'd like to leave it as it is. 
it's a, it makes you know just with the undercutter where it makes big hits it's a lot yeah. of fun yeah i think so yeah, it's, it's, it's reached fair. its peak evolutionary form <laughs> reliability that's the, that's the real key that's the name of the game really is i know we, we, we've spoken to victor in the past he's also said you know having the modules where it has you know he had the, the, the double spinners that was something that he was really he liked having it but it was something where you know it's something else to go wrong and it's extra weight and it's, it's basically preparing a whole other robot and something like that is just you know it, it just takes time away from making mm-hmm. what you've already got Work it's better. unique it got him on the show you know it was it, it was it a strange it got him a toy made you know with mm-hmm. the two blades uh and then he kind of you know took weakness out of his robot you know you exactly. go forward with <laughs> with what you know you know will be successful exactly I feel like that's a rematch that has to happen again at some point because yeah been while since you guys fought oh yeah, yeah. Oh, i should have been last season when he was having yeah. problems i don't want to fight a full powered rotator <laughs> 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 heavens no um, we'll do one more uh, listener question before we move on to the episode itself. We will have more later on. Uh, this is, I think this is a, a, a critical question, really. Mm-hmm. It comes from uh, Nick Cole, who is the builder of Salanza Frog and does a load of graphics for lots of different teams around the world. And he asks, what happens when and if Towel Guy stops spinning the towel? Mm. Oh, I don't know if I could tell you the answer to that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Classified. Yeah, you guess might so some other team might try and take advantage of that. Yeah. You know, it's a guard, some guarded say, trade secret. <laughs> some, some have some have uh have guessed that the entire team overheats and Sobley's team Sobley ceases to function. Wow. Some <laughs> say that spinning the towel is actually so. It's a fan. <laughs> it could be a fan. And- Wow! Some, some say that you already have one of those. You have Aaron. Wow! It's better than my joke. I was going to ask for like the, I was going to ask for the tip speed of the fan. Like, you know. <laughs> Less than two fifty, definitely. It's outside here. Right now. So you hear the hum when he gets up to speed. Yeah. It's not always the case. So that one is BattleBots approved. Right. Some oh. say that the, yeah. the towel contributes to the rotation of the Earth. Wow. And no one should actually, no no one would want to know what happens if he stops spinning the towel. What if he spins the other way around, though? Oh, no. It's like Superman, was it Superman 4 where he spun the Earth backwards? It travels back, back in time. time. Yep. <laughs> there you go. We've now discovered the secrets of, you know, the Earth's, <laughs> the Earth's rotation. My goodness. We're finding the true facts on this podcast, you know? Yeah, this is, this is <laughs> the true this actual the... facts. Of, <laughs> I mean, the people on the BattleBots... Um, Wiki have just lost, them, lost their minds. <laughs> <laughs> Tell guys actually god okay well let's <laughs> let's let's move on from uh, and let's get on to i think one of the best episodes of battlebots reboots if not battlebots ever yeah. um and i think we like we should start with is it the fight of the season i mean it might be Swordblades versus minotaur jameson talk us through this one because obviously you fought them before this was a, a lot closer i felt until it wasn't I think the I mean last year had the potential for that as well. Uh so so we were looking at this fight and you know we were feeling okay, we fought Minotaur before, the strategies that we had we had employed last season were probably going to be how we were going to look at this one again. Um last year we discovered that a lot of the robot is a lot more that the robot the forex in particular were a lot more durable. Uh last season as you remember we changed the construction of the forks. These they used to be made of several different 
plates are well together and now they're kind of going for this uh unibody you know single piece really rigid uh easy to make design a lot more spindly it's not, not my favorite for in terms of aesthetics but functionally and you know practically they're very good so when last year we we learned that the forks were actually durable enough to go take hits dead on from the drum and so a lot of our strategy were instead of trying to avoid the drum sections to go straight for it so like the beginning of season six there's a lot of maneuverability we're hitting each other on the on the ends a lot it's kicking us in the air but not throwing us so we just need to go in with a lot of momentum so from the very first interaction we charge straight into it we we feed one fork and actually he goes flying and i was like that's awesome that's a great start. Let's do that again. <laughs> yeah, so just keep doing that. Uh, really trying to get in position for a hit on their plates. So interesting thing about Minotaur. For this year, they tried to add a composite layer to their armor. Uh, and as you heard from Marco, they only had the weight to do it to the top plate, not to the bottom plate. We didn't know that. We just knew they were adding composites and weight <laughs> would presumably come out of somewhere. So it's like, all right, just going to have to hit them a bunch and see if one of them can make it through. I don't know how effective the composites were. Uh, I'm not even sure if they had enough time to set. So I was, I was more worried personally that if we hit them, we would just get epoxy all over the blade because it hadn't cured yet or something. Yeah, it's a gooey mess. So the first hit, <laughs> you know, we trapped them in the corner. Their drum is still spinning. It's really dangerous. Strike down. I, I was eyeballing. I think I'm over the weapon motor. Maybe we can get through the weapon motor mm-hmm. and then slow it down or something. So we hit over the, the weapon motor, but they have the top plate, the composite, and I think each one of their motors is housed in this in an aluminum block. So nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And luckily later we were able to get uh, ram them into the wall, flip them over, and then get a hit on the back plate uh, in the same spot basically as last year, but 90 degrees apart from that and you know it was at first it was like okay we didn't hit anything good nothing happened for quite a while i'd say a few seconds later is only until mm-hmm. the smoke started to come out and that was uh that was a yes moment yeah <laughs> uh last year i had john mayo to remind me he said the, the fighting over till it over till it's over i think he said last year to me mm-hmm. uh so this year I didn't have him to, to whisper that in my ear, but it's fine. We, we played it. We played it seriously, uh, thinking that we had the advantage until Minotaur started to get additional bites on the fork. So obviously the first hit, which sent Minotaur careening a little bit, you know, if it was, if the fork was underneath it, the impact would have looked different, right? He would have slid off the fork. He would have gone this way instead of directly backwards. And then the, the the hits that were after we hit over the weapon, after we struck over the weapon motor, you can tell on the same fork, I think it was robot right, mm-hmm. bounces the robot backwards and kind of flings us around. The robot right fork has is probably not a, a sharp edge anymore. And I think that's the one, I don't remember any, actually. I think that's the one where he starts to bite on that flips us over. So... And actually, after the fight, that's the one that's also has a nice little 30-degree curve, somewhat like this, <laughs> at the end. So he flips us over. We self-write. That's fine. But mm-hmm. actually, if you if you notice in that fight as well, the 
there's a me- there's the mechanics in the back of the arm. We call it the backrest, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. responsible for resting okay, the yeah. arm on the ground. So there's two rollers that you had your mouse over. Yeah, just, yeah. Those rollers touch the ground normally, and if they aren't there anymore, then the arm will hover a little bit off the ground because it has rubber stops that touch on the back plate. And similar to sometimes you see uh, Scorpios with the heavy blade when they accelerate, kind of pops wheelie. And so no amount of our we have magnets under the under the center fork. I mentioned that that counteract that action for us the acceleration torque. So now we have this cantilever, like seesaw thing. Minotaur hits. He actually rips the that the rollers off. And so when one time we accelerate, it, the fork is lifted into the drum instead of being underneath it. It kicks us over, and then we're trying to self right. And I've been really good about this when practicing those self-rights, but there's a bit of a timing to it. That's what makes it tricky. If you do it too fast, because what you do is the robot has to, you know, sandwich over, and Mm -hmm. then it it actually rolls over the head to a position where opening again kicks the robot over. If you do it too soon, then the robot just does this, like, does does that thing. So like setting up intent. Try all you of know. this with the hex bug toy. It it, yep. it works almost exactly the same. Yeah. yeah, you can't do it too fast. So I was doing it too fast, <laughs> and the robot doesn't go over the first time. You try again. It's probably like the third third time. I just have to wait just a little bit longer. But that's exactly the time where Daniel got into position to hit the robot on the on the the arm. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's actually not that bad. Folded over the sprocket guard and the sprocket, which broke the chain, but mm-hmm. the frame wasn't hit at all. The robot was like levitating, so it's kind of cool. <laughs> we use the same frame for the rest of the fights. <laughs> so the arm is dead, yeah. and then later the weapon was still spinning. It cut itself because the blade was bent, so it cut the mm-hmm. belt and it ejected the belt sometime <laughs> <Yep>. later. <laughs> and uh, that was they're just a push bot. I love how the the fight just is like swaying back and forth. And mm-hmm. I, I think by then, by that point, Minotaur, I would, I would give them damage for sure. Mm-hmm. It's always, you know, it's hard to say in hindsight, but, you know, maybe maybe for a lot of the builders who are critical of themselves, maybe I'm thinking in my mind that Minotaur is having the slight edge. So even though they're to, clearly yeah. very much on fire. <laughs> yeah, but the Brazilians right? like being on fire. You know, that's, but they're that's still yeah. going strong, right? The drum, yeah, the yeah. That's, 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 the drum is still spinning. That's the yeah. big difference from and the last fu- time functional you damage. Functional damage is a, is a big thing, isn't it? Like, you know, if, if, you lost, if they had lost a wheel or the drum, then yeah. it's, it's, it's then okay, it's a bit more obvious, but because you'd lost your weapon and they were still, okay, on fire, but still fully functioning, that's, mm-hmm. that becomes a bit more cloudy. I, I completely see where you're coming from. Yeah, and you know, aggression, depending on you know, how you consider it, you know, we're going into Minotaur's drum, so some people could say aggression is, is on the Minotaur's edge. Control it might give to us. Luckily, at the end of it, we didn't have to find out because the fire that was caused eventually, as I, as I think they told us, they got to their receiver and it melted it. So the whole robot was basically gone. No, no control after that. But uh, yeah, questions that we seem to get a lot is you know who do you think would have won you know if if minotaur continued to function at the end i think it'd be a very dicey judge's decision if they lost full function and it just elapsed three minutes i think that damage would go back in our favor Mm -hmm. that's full robot function so 
Luckily, we didn't have to find out. I think that's the best way to end is a great fight back and forth, similar to the yeah. Minotaur blacksmith fight. Mm-hmm. A great fight, a lot of action, and a decisive end. So there's no controversial decision by the end. No. It, it was a spectacular fight. I mean, you know, the fact that BattleBots put it straight up as the fight of the week and were like, oh, oh, yeah. is, is this fight of the season? Completely understandable. Um, I do wonder... The only thing I think that could have changed it in Minotaur's favor, I know they, as you said, they had the fire on their receiver, but I, I do yeah. wonder if them driving around and having the weapon spinning and everything else was somehow fanning the fire the other way. And I do <laughs> wonder when they got you, got, you stuck them on the screws right at the end. And I do mm-hmm. wonder if, if them not driving around and not having the air yeah. going through. It, it kind of put them on the rotisserie where the yeah. fire started to kind of move <laughs> exactly. around the robot. Ex- you know? Exactly. And I do wonder if that it's impossible to tell obviously you know and the fact that i think the fire came a lot earlier this time than it did in your first fight mm-hmm. yeah that they had seven seconds left on the clock that's how close it yeah. was yeah. and that, that, so, that's another like... that's another gripe i have BattleBots. I, I i i do know that we're trying to increase the tension but as soon as the clock is on the screen i know that minotaur is going to die because <laughs> we're trying to count the seconds between you know when the count's going to happen and you know they never show the clock on the screen before it's like 10 seconds left um, so, you know, it's either leave it on the screen or don't, uh, cause it kind of, uh, like, I knew that Minotaur wasn't going to come, but we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was going to be tension and they were going to come back to life, you know, gladiator style season three, uh, classic, you know, stuck against the wall and they're like, oh, they're alive. Um, but you know, but this is, a, this is a classic, yeah. you know, this is, this is one of those fights that if you want to show somebody battle bots, this is the one you can show. Uh, it's, it was, it, it was just tour de force you know start to finish uh and and similarly with the first fight though but i i think this one you know this 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 one's a step above <laughs> just just a yeah. touch <laughs> i like this one a lot better i mean we i think that i think that the last season's fight tailored off a little bit when we lost our belts mm-hmm. and they lost, lost our, our weapon our, too no well, it was still working but it was definitely decreased yeah, was, power yeah um the people people are they like to they like to say, oh, they Minotaur lost their drum. They would have mm-hmm. Sawblades would have lost if they didn't. Oh, they still 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 mm-hmm. still is working. It's just decreased yeah. power. Mm-hmm. Um, speed controller issue. I think Daniel was mm-hmm. telling me. But uh, this one was this one was much better. It's probably one of my favorite fights of all time. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's, what's you know what's the kind of the come down after that? You know, the, kind of the adrenaline's <laughs> all going. You know, you've you've obviously had this incredible fight, which you know is going to be you know loved by everyone because you know i think that i've not seen a single comment where i've been like oh that was a bad fight you know yeah. what's the kind of you know minotaur is capable of having a bad fight honestly that <laughs> every fight this season they've had is a banger mm-hmm. i mean si- since last year let's let's put that in because there, there's one fight i can think of that's not but yeah no this year <laughs> they've had banger after banger after banger and it's been yeah. incredible but yeah yeah sorry, i think sorry. um the like unanimously Fans will say Sawblaze fights and Minotaur fights are more often than not, they're just really good no matter what. Uh, I think, yeah. I think the only bad Minotaur fight I can ever think of is that one season where they're having weapon spin up problems, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Yeah. You know, they're all awesome fights. They have great opponents, and they do lots of damage. It's such, a, such an aggressive, characteristic robot. It really is. It really is. And, um, I'm. <laughs> It's it's a shame that they have to go. What what, yeah. have you, what have you had to? I mean, at this point, you know, they're they're, they're getting so close to that that cha- elusive championship. It's I have a feeling out. all three of us, like as before the bracket began, um, myself, Steve, and David all went. 
this could well be Minotaur's year. And then we saw yeah. the bracket. The the it's not, wasn't it? it's not Minotaur's yeah. year. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. not. No. <laughs> Jameson put a big stop to that very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> how how <laughs> dare you? The nation of Brazil. <laughs> the nation of Brazil is now. You've got a target on your back from them. <laughs> I've got like maybe four robots on my the top of my list where I've, it's just a matter of time where they're going to take it. The Minotaur <laughs> is definitely one of them. Yeah, 100%. It's, it has to happen at some point, you know. Yeah. It's a shame because only, only one can win a year, right? And that's the thing. You yeah. know, the, the field is so good these days that, you know, it's a shame when X or Y loses, but that's how it be sometimes. It's just the way the bracket goes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll talk a bit more about Sawblaze a bit later on. Uh, second fight of the night was Huge versus Witch Doctor. Oh, now, wow. Jameson, you're not the only guest we've got this week. Because right. I know, oh. I know. Yesterday, I grabbed about an hour, about half an hour, an hour with uh, Jonathan Schultz. And he had this to say about this fight with Witch Doctor. So let's start with Witch Doctor. Um, on paper... Probably you looked at it and thought, it's Mad Catter again. That's a good fight. But right. Witch Doctor hits very hard. It's, it's was, also was like it... another, it's another level. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Witch Doctor, or Mad Catter is very good. But Witch Doctor is like Witch Doctor. And and you, you kind of think of it also of like, if someone's going to have a plan, if someone's out there has watched all their fights, it's probably someone at their level. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we were nervous to say the least. Also, we talked a lot of crap for a long time, you know, with Doctor and Bite Force and, and stuff. So <laughs> there's the pressure from that, too. Like, I hope I don't blow this. It'd be really well, great if could not blow this. I mean, on, on paper, I mean, as I said, it's a good fight for you. you just, you've just come off the back yeah. of fighting a, you know, a meta four-wheel driver to spinner in Mad Catter and did pretty well. Had, had some issues, but controlled yeah. the fight. As you say, Witch Doctor is another level. But he made it seem, if anything, slightly easier. You made, made less of a meal of it than maybe the Mad Catter fight. Um, yeah. There's that one it, great shot where you, you send Witch Doctor flying through the air. That was the the one for me where I was like, okay, Huge is very serious now. <laughs> this is the same as the little Huges. Oh, God. <laughs> what, what have you unleashed upon the rest of the field? <laughs> we set a, the fox loose in the hen house a little bit. When, Just a when Huge is in the in the bracket past the first round, there's not a whole lot left there. Um, yeah, we had so we broke ourselves against Madcatter, obviously. Yeah. Um, we were not conserving, as as the show was so eloquently saying. Um, it it just broke and it came back magically, and that was amazing and very convenient that it came back. But I would have preferred it had stayed working. Um, and so we felt pretty confident that we'd fix that going into Witch Doctor, which I think led to it looking a lot better. Um, but we still broke ourselves. So we just broke ourselves later and less drastically uh, in a fixable way where every time I thwacked the butt over, the chunks of magnet that were stopping the motors from turning would move and fall into a well between the magnets and then the motor would turn again. <laughs> so it was just kind of sh- shifting all the broken we, magnets that were inside yes. the weapon. That's so good. You can see a couple times where it just like turns a quarter turn and it just goes clunk and then I thwack and it you can see it start to free up and and then that's so good but up again and... <laughs> so yeah we had a lot of work to do after that but it it, it yeah it, it it went so much better 
uh, and it got those bigger hits too with like throwing them and, and taking off the ribcage armor and stuff that I felt like are more in line with how we should be right like we've had the fight with hypershock in the past every time huge fights the verts we talk all our crap and then that, that was a pretty picky poke fight there wasn't a whole lot of like big colossal hits or, or damage or this was much more like it yeah this is what it should be it's just like they're on another level seeing it up close like mad catter and witch doctor and copperhead and stuff i mean it, how it, well it, they're put together it's the, it's the budget as well right it's it's like you know oh, yeah. with with, with Mad Catter, we, you know, we've kind of talked about a lot before about they are a team on a budget, you know, which Doctor mm-hmm. aren't, aren't kind of restrained by the same no. budget, budget constrictions that Mad Catter I, are, let's say. Uh, no, I think which Doctor is a robot that was built like, if, if this is the robot we would build unlimited. That's um, crazy, isn't it? it, it it's, it's just so well you know, it, it's not just that it's aluminum bolted together, but there's tabs that come out of everything that all slot into each other and everything's mm-hmm. got round corners because it cracks less, but that costs money. But it's just, you know, they have the, the the sponsors and they also know what they need to do. Like there's a lot of people out there who have sponsors and don't know what they need to do anyways, but it's just so solidly put together. And then you look behind the front wedges and it's just empty. There's nothing in there. Like the whole front, six inches of it there's nothing even in there for me to hit in the first place like it's like damn this robot is on another level of of being well put together compared to you know any of the non-verts and and anybody who hasn't taken those hits before it was really impressive to see it up close versus in the past we just kind of saw it on tv and shook our fist and said we'll get our (laughs) (laughs) like i don't think the other huges could have beaten it they they would have broken themselves on it for sure it's sturdy when you beat witch doctor is that the kind of okay i think we can win the whole thing now is is, it was was that the was that the the tipping point or was it before that did you already believe at that point that it was it was on so it was kind of a mix when we were sitting uh waiting to go into fight witch doctor we watched on the tvs sables versus minotaur and it was amazing first of all best fight i've ever seen Uh, um and we were in the arena so you could hear all of it um, we basically knew that for as long as Sables was still alive, we were at risk. Like it, it, there was no the only thing that could reach you. <laughs> well, right. There's no all, guarantee. All, almost. Yeah. Hydra as well, but you know, <laughs> right. But I feel better against Hydra than, than I would against Sables. Mm-hmm. And there's no guarantees. You, and, and so we're not acting like there's guarantees, but Sables is a much more existential threat and we were viewing it as that as like okay all the other existential threats went out very quickly and if someone could just finish off sablaze here then we can relax so i never fully said this is our tournament um because they were still alive mm-hmm. but on the other hand yeah once we beat witch doctor and now we're at new high watermark top eight it goes from you know i've hit my goals we've really done it to like okay best season ever like and, and I think you can see that come across in the show. It's about at that point, I'm just like, yeah, I'm happy. Best season ever. If, we and, can go and, well, if anything happens, anything from here is, is a bonus sort of thing. So, yeah, we're we're happy. You know, or we're realistic. We know what we showed up with. We know what huge is. We're not um, going to beat ourselves up because we got second place or or fourth place or anything like that. It's all a win. You know, it's 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 still weird. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> <laughs> Interesting stuff. Uh, these guys have no idea what was said, so 
Amazing. <laughs> we, we, might be, uh, we might be retreading old guess. ground. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, controversial. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the long and the short of it is, this is a very similar fight to the Mad Catter fight that they had yes. in the previous mm. round, except Witch Doctor is a bit more evolved, a bit more dialed up, I, I suppose, compared mm. to Mad Catter. A lot more budget behind it as well. You can kind of see yeah. that in the way that it causes damage. Yeah. And Huge is just on an absolute tear. Huge is finally fighting bots that suit it. You know, it's it's the it. This is what it was designed to do. It was designed to beat robots like Witch Doctor, like Mad Catter. It's it's finally finally going on this run that I'm I'm, I'm sure Jonathan's dreamed of, uh, and I look forward to hearing what he has to say. Uh, but this was, I didn't expect this to be as one sided as it was, uh, considering Witch Doctor's run through oh, the oh. tournament was pretty good. You know, Mad, up to Mad Catter point. gave huge a lot of aggro, and I feel yeah. I yeah. I thought. On paper, you'd think Witch Doctor would probably give them a little bit more, but if anything, they kind of went back and said, okay, that was a bit too close in a fight that we should be winning. Let's yeah. make sure we don't do that again. And Huge yeah. was just yeah. unbelievable. I yeah. mean, Witch Doctor didn't really get a single really considerable bite. And once their weapon is shot. about to say as well, they, they didn't really have an answer for Huge, no. I don't think. It's one of those times where you look at Witch Doctor and go, what are you going to do? You know, mm-hmm. you, you've built this machine designed to hit hard, and then you're given this weird, flimsy, bouncy, strangely huge robot. And yeah. what can you do with it? This um, yeah. giant toll gate on wheels. Gangly son of a something, as you yeah. put it, right? <laughs> yep. I look forward to the day that Witch Doctor has big wheels to fight huge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, James, you fought Witch Doctor on several occasions. There, yeah. must been, there must have been a part of you where you're thinking, Am I going to end up fighting them in every single round of the tournament? Like you, you fought them in the round of sixteen before in the quarterfinals last year in the semis. <laughs> there was a there was a a very real possibility where you're like, now I'm going to fight Witch Doctor in the final this year. <laughs> I mean that's fine. Yeah, we'll fight them. We'll fight them anytime. There you go. You'll fight them in the qualifiers too. That's that's what it is. What it is. Oh, mm-hmm. Witch Doctor fights is always some of our best fights. I think. They're either really good slug vests or they're very entertaining to watch from the Witch Doctor side. So, I mean, either one of these robots that win, it's going to be pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But I, I was surprised at the very start. I, I feel like that first impact, I mean, it's, it just spelled disaster for them. I, I feel like, honestly, Mad Catter had a better fight, you know, against huge Witch Doctor. Because at least Mad Catter bit a chunk out of the wheel. Mm-hmm. But Witch Doctor losing the weapon almost yeah. immediately is just, that's just no good. No, it is a shame for them, but um, huge moving on to the round of four. Yeah, who'd have thought it? Nice. Who would have thought it? <laughs> but we'll um, we'll get we'll get to that fight a bit later on. Um, let's talk about semi-final. Oh, sorry, quarter-final number three. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> Ribot uh, versus Hydra. <laughs> this is this has got to be up there. One for, for one the purists. Of... One this for the one purist. is it's it's like Foxic Mister Speed Squared. Sorry, Craig Danby. <laughs> this was one of the worst fights no. I've ever seen. Do you know what? Okay, it, it was. Is this where the sport's going? No, no, no. no. Okay, so here staring contest. Hear me on this one. Chill. Hear me on this one. Okay. I kind of enjoyed the tension. I don't nah. know about no, no. The tension was too drawn out. Like uh, the, it, it was like, less you know, robot combat, more ballroom dancing. The, the, the no, term... ballroom dancing comes later, Jeremy. We haven't got uh, there yet. <laughs> the, the term edging comes to mind for this fight. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but you've said it now, David. So thank you for saying it. Really it really was. Though. <laughs> I 
I think look, we we did our interview previously with um, with Jake, um, yeah. and he said he's he's tired of playing the ground game. This is and the I was trying to think for the life of me, like, but Hydra's really good. And then I saw this fight back, and I was like, oh no, I get it, I get it fully. <laughs> I mean, look, someone is sick of the fork meta. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, Jake could just make his robot fork less. It's yeah. up to him. <laughs> right. This is true. This is I true. Don't know. They both had pretty pretty poor mobility as a result of yes. that. Like, but oh, they're yeah. robots. Every that single floor scene was well. like ding, ding, Terrible. Ding, 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 yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> it was it was an interesting fight from uh, from a from, from a tactic. From a tactical point of view, it was interesting. I've never seen a fight like it ever. No, that's um, what I mean. You know, it, it's certainly unique. And I hope to never see a fight yeah. like it ever. <laughs> it was headache-inducing. Uh, I love both teams. You know, I love both. Both they're both great. But we don't ever show this to me again. <laughs> this is like Rick Moranis in Spaceballs, where he he flies into the the control panel. You know, when when they're fast forwarding through the movie, it's like never show this to me again. Uh oh. It was something. It was I'm honestly like, like a mating, like ritual. ritual. Yeah, <laughs> just like walking around each other. I've seen more <laughs> interesting <laughs> mating. <laughs> We can't keep that in town. <laughs> <laughs> they did. The drive, the weapon guy on on robot said, yep. <laughs> "Touch tips." I yep. can't believe it. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah, prime time uh, television, everyone. Absolutely. Eventually, Jake gets bored, fires the robot. Yes. Like, do you know he what? Yeah. yeah. He he told us he got bored like yeah. uh, uh, later on in the evening, and but, I don't blame yeah. him. Yeah. This fight could have taken all. place in the test box for how much floor they covered. <laughs> uh, but it's, anyway, yeah. It is a shame that Hydra didn't get yeah. to go through. I mean, enough, enough bashing. No, you know. I, I have to ask, <laughs> Gemma, obviously, you know, we mentioned already, you know, you have the one loss you had this year was to Hydra. Was there a part of you that wanted to fight them again to kind of set the record straight, so to speak, or, or were you anxious to fight Robot? Because obviously you fought them before, you've beaten them before. No, I, I, have, I have no desire to fight Hydra again. <laughs> um, it's, That's fine. It would be, I don't, I mean, we'd never, we'd never do this for sure. Like, Ro- Sawblaze is, is a robot that likes to drive. It's fast, and you know we're all we're we're all aware of the of the goal is we're making TV here. Mm-hmm. We want to win the competition, of course, but the, the the means at which you do it is also important to us. And we would I don't I don't think we'd ever do anything like this. This was very it was very patient, very tactical, but someone call upsetting. It was. <clears throat> Like I, for it, my my thoughts in it were it was comical, yeah. Oh, it was and funny. We're my team was of course we were watching very intently because we were going to fight the winner of this. Absolutely. And I, I think I remember someone yelling in the pit like, "Yeah, works are awesome. Battlebots <laughs> works works are the future. They make the sport great." Like someone yelled that on the pit. And it was so loud, and we were, we just like broke out laughing because who <laughs> <laughs> you. Whoever it was was saying exactly what everyone was, it was thinking. It's, it's everyone's funny. internal monologue. It's it's funny. I I saw a comment on. I mean, you know, you shouldn't read too much into the social media no. posts that you see. No, but never. Like, I, I saw a comment saying, "Get rid of the kill source and make the floor perfect." No, that's the point. This this no. is what this fight becomes then. Because if you have a perfectly it's smooth a... floor and and no kill source slots, you whenever get anybody <laughs> asks that question to either Greg or Trey, they both say. That's why they're there. Um, you know, the kill saws are the ultimate 
met a breaker with Forks. So, you know. So it worked the season with Endgame. Yeah. That's, that is all the proof you need to and kind of. Ribot previously, if Quantum had got a good bite, just thought yeah. I'd bring that one up, yeah. Steve, for you. I know. You're just ripping my heart out and just pouring it everywhere. <laughs> Wonderful. It's such a shame. I mean, this, it, the, I think this fight, the, the Fork game, it, it actually had nothing to do with, with the kill saws. And no. I don't think it had anything to do with the floor being, you know, uneven. They didn't cover These enough robots, floor for it to matter. <laughs> they were going to, if the floor was one piece, perfectly yeah. smooth, they were just going to do this until the correct number. Because they're just this. They've got like what seven? Uh, Ripper had yeah. seven. How Hydra many permutations here could we have? Yeah, it's just trying to guess. All right, so we're going under. We're going. They, they go. They get underneath. They go over. They get stuck, and you mm-hmm. just keep doing that until finally you get more underneath, and then you do something else. Yeah. But this, you got to get all seven to line up. It, it, yeah. The probability just results in, in it, this stalemate. It kind of reminded me of the fight that we had with this year with Endgame and Tantrum, where they just kind of, you know, just didn't like the, the forks didn't mesh quite right for any of them to really get a, mm-hmm. a good hit until Endgame finally got their hit. Uh, but I mean, but yeah, the same happened here when, when Ribot eventually here. started chewing into Hydra. I mean, Hydra yeah. was sad. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the thing with we, we've talked about it before. Hydra is not really heavily armored it can't be there's uh, not enough weight <laughs> no i know uh and maybe maybe that's another reason why jake maybe wants to come back with something that's you know c- that can take a hit and still keep kicking because i feel like if he's not on the if he's not on the the front foot for the majority of the fight and he it's, it's like he takes one hit and he's he's already really hampered i think he wants something more fun to play with in the box you know yeah. something that could last the full three minutes um, if if he's on the back foot you know if he's not and he's perfect the whole time he said it in the pre-fight interview where it's you know, all Robot needs is, you know, that one big hit and he needs to dominate the whole match. So it's it's you know, it's it's it, it, Hydra's been a very cool, fun experiment to see. I don't know if he'll bring it back. I'd love for him to bring it back. But if he brings back something different, I wouldn't be disappointed, Um, you know. But this is its fourth season. That's yeah, not forget. I mean, I, four years. I, I, of it's been around been... for quite a bit, hasn't it? Yeah. And it's still, it debuted. It's... According to the team, I don't know how much has actually changed internally, but it said it's fairly original. There's not much well, that's gone it, on inside. It, it shedded its Argyle sweater after the first season. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, it's. I think it's the exact really same robot change. from last year that Our came last back. quarterfinal sees Copperhead and Riptide. And we have another guest. What? I know. I, know. I might even be in this one. You are in this one. And so is Jevon. Because <laughs> I'm we. Still not. <laughs> we're still not, David. No. We had a little you bit of extra last time. One. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little bit of extra time with Luke Quintal, who we spoke to a couple of weeks ago, to talk about his fight with Riptide. So, Luke, we've just kind of seen your fight with Riptide, first yeah. of all. Um, talk us through it a little bit. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I uh, I mean there's, a, there's that great clip at the end of the episode where they kind of go, th- they wheel you through the you're wheeling through the pits and everyone is just chanting copperhead oh, copperhead wonderful um, the supercut was oh really gosh. cool i really as, i really like that as the, the fight ended right and and everything the, the like judge's decision and everything happened first and foremost first thought in the fight was oh my god he might win this and then the wheel goes were like no yeah. <laughs> um, but no then we with the fight finishes and everything and i Im- immediately messaging Lindsay from um to the team just like oh my god this just happened it's like oh it's it was so good it was so so 
said, oh my gosh, the the fight was incredible. I mean, I, I think oh the beginning God, yeah. of the fight it went very similar to our fight with Endgame, where we were just literally getting annihilated until we yeah. weren't. So <laughs> I think in the first like couple of hits, like Riptide just blasts us across the arena. It's not looking good for us. And then through the chaos of the fight, somehow we went weapon on weapon, and then Riptide's beater weapon just exploded. And, <laughs> and after that, you know, the, the tides have changed. So like they don't have a weapon Ooh, anymore. Uh... It's it, I feel like it the tides changed. Um and we just started chiseling away at them, taking hits, uh, knocking them over. I think uh, they were inverted for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Uh but then randomly in the fight, our wheel just rolled right oh off the goodness. robot. We oh, had never stress. seen any anything yeah. like that. And I was just devastated. You know, you lose track of time in a fight. So you don't know how long certain things happen. You just remember these key moments that happen in the fight. And Ooh. as soon as I saw our wheel fall off, like in my mind, I'm like, we just lost the, we just lost the fight. Lost the decision. I, yeah, like, I thought, I thought we lost. I, yeah. As soon as that happened, I thought we lost. Like we were still doing damage. Our weapon was still working, but I had to crab walk. We lost half the traction. So Riptide, when they were still right side up, they were still pushing us around, which is really yep. annoying because they mm-hmm. had lost their weapon. They still have a pretty good drive. Um, but we're still doing damage. So yeah, uh, it, by the by the word of the rules, you're still being aggressive because it's using your primary weapon. And so it's you know it works right. out in your favor quite well. Yeah. Um and for a, a significant amount of the fight, they were upside down. We were still hitting them, but you know, we're still trying to do damage, we're still trying to show aggression, and in one of those moments flip them back over. They're still coming at us. So uh, you know, when it went to the judge's decision, I was not feeling good. I was not <laughs> no. I didn't <laughs> I honestly, you know, in my mind, I seriously, you know, I didn't think we won that fight when I went at the time of it happening. Because mm-hmm. um, in my mind, I'm just like, oh, you know, in the beginning of the fight, they were hitting us. You know, we did some damage. We broke their weapon, but they were still mm-hmm. showing a lot of aggression. Our wheel fell off. Uh, the wheel fell off right at the weld point. So I, I think the our drive axle had just from four years, it might've gotten some <laughs> stress fractures in it. It, it was a no clean more. break. No more. I'm done. Right where the weld is. Uh, <laughs> so um, not, I do want to know, a... was there some strategy to try and keep them upside down for as long as possible? Or, or was it just a case of keep hitting them? You know, it, whatever it was just, happens. it was just keep hitting them because yeah. there's no way that you can just be like, well, yeah, I like it when they're upside down. Cause it's easier to like feed them into the weapon. It's easier to get good energy transfer in that yeah. kind of position. Um, but yeah, I, I would have loved for them to stay upside down, <laughs> but yeah. you have to keep hitting them, have to keep doing damage. Um, so it was just hit them, hit them, hit them, be aggressive, try to, gy- and yet, you know, once the wheel fell off, it's just try to gyro around the arena, try to show that you know what you're doing, try to show that you're in control. But yeah. it was, it was crazy because, you know, leading up to the fight, you know, oh, like, yeah. I, like I said, I didn't know a lot of the controversy. Like, so I much didn't, drama. I didn't know. And there was, there was, there was even more drama that I didn't want to be a part of because. Yeah. As we know, Ethan, their pri- their driver was missing. Yeah. He wasn't there. He cool. was we haven't even discussed that yet. Yeah, I know, we man. haven't even talked about why Ethan wasn't driving, and it's because yeah. he was diagnosed with COVID. Ethan wasn't able to drive, and yeah. nobody else knew how to drive the robot. Nope. So that they they were frantically trying floor. to find yeah. a new driver, and they went across the pits and they went to Jack from Endgame. <laughs> yep. They want like I thought this was I thought this was a rumor. Like, no, they, the first person that they tapped on the shoulder to drive Riptide was Jack 
from Endgame. Like one of the most experienced roboteers in the building. And so like there's, uh, they'll probably show it where like Jack is driving Riptide in the test box and getting a feel for it. And when we found out about this, like we're like, no, like you can't do that. Like I want Jack to drive Copperhead. It's not on your like, team. It's like, it's, yeah, you, but at this, at this time, there mm. had been no precedent set for this. Like, no, no. There, there will be now. Probably. There will be now, and I feel kind of bad about this because there's some people that that jump between teams, yeah, but they absolutely. don't usually play like a significant role where it's like the driver is that's hugely important. Yeah. Um, you know, there's some teams like Team Waiachi that run multiple robots. They're kind of mm. under the same umbrella. You know, Team Seems Reasonable has Blip and Tantrum, so it might make more sense for them to maybe switch team members because it's really hard to differentiate like who's yeah. on what team. But same when goes you go, for Omega when, potentially. Yeah, like Team Omega. Yeah, they, saying, you know, yeah. they got two robots. They're kind of all under the same umbrella. But like when you just walk across the pits and you want Jack from Endgame to like drive your <laughs> robot, I'm like, come on, guys! Like, you try to get the best driver in the whole freaking building <laughs> to fight us. Where's Maddie so, Vasquez? Yeah, so we did make a stink <laughs> about that, and I do feel like I wish we didn't because now there's like a new rule. I hope yeah, they don't be call stipulation. it the I hope they don't call it the Copperhead rule. Like Deep Six has a rule where you can't have a weapon over eighty pounds. <laughs> that's a cool yeah. rule. Like that's a rule yeah. like you want to have be known for. But hopefully they don't call it the Copperhead rule where it's like <laughs> somebody on your team has to be the driver. I mean that um, that it, surely that's common sense. Like it, for, for, for it me, feels like something that should already be in the rules and and just isn't. And it's this another case in point of the rule book being built as the sport goes on. And it's like okay, things that you can't do: steal a driver from another team. Well, so uh, for me, for, for me, like, like your opponent's I, robot. I, I can, we, I and other people compare BattleBots to something like Formula One, right? So a couple of years ago, uh, Lewis Hamilton, who'd already won the title, had COVID. And he couldn't race because he had COVID. So this is kind of a bad example because Mercedes did literally take a driver from another team. But the thing is, the the driver who they took was a Mercedes junior driver. So it was it was the same umbrella, if you like. Yeah. You know, or you know, normally they choose their reserve or whoever, whatever, right? You've got other people on the team. Use them. Yeah. Like use them first. It doesn't matter if like who it is, just use who you've got and then let's say the whole team's gone that's and then a, another matter entirely but then the robot can't compete anyway so what's the point yeah it, it's it's for, for me it was just kind of a bit messy but um yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, but they finally they finally yeah um going leading up to after all the all the your fuggery with all the, the driver stuff they do have to settle on somebody on their team so you have sid who i don't think has any heavyweight experience you have uh, deviled egg. Uh, what's his name? Um, oh my god, I'm gonna look like an idiot. Wait a minute, Wait a minute. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm gonna cut this out. Yeah. <laughs> or not? Is it Zach. I think it's Zach. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, I I don't know if he was the one that drove deviled egg, but he was on the team. Yeah. Uh, so and then you have Felix Jing who has driving experience in Vex. Uh, they went with him. And, you know, all this this cloud of controversy and this, that, and the other, and Felix did a very a really good, good job. Really good job. Driving Riptide. I think he did an exceptional job. For a, in. a young guy as well, you know, I think they said he was 17. 17, yeah. A lot of pressure, you know, you know, yeah. 
you kind of parachuted in at the, the last fire. minute. Yeah, literally. Into the, or into the ocean in their, in their deal. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he did a great job. I think he did a really good job considering that, you know, I, 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 I you can't go in expecting your weapon to explode. Uh, you know, you, you're, you're hoping that the the fight's going to go your way. You know, that you got got that confidence. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, you know, but uh, but it it was he did a good job filling in, and uh, you know, it's it's all credit, all credit to that team. You know, adapting on the fly. You know, mm-hmm. after after all the other things happened, you know, once you realized that you had to pick somebody within your own group, they've been faced with so much adversity. Oh, stop <laughs> it. oh anyway, that, that whole post fight interview was mm. interesting. I'm genuinely yeah. surprised they kept it in, but. Yeah, Here we go. well, they had the they, they they yeah they 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 talked to the top four seeds. Uh, they didn't talk to Witch Doctor though, uh, which is interesting. Uh, you know, they, that's because they, they were uh... foul mouthed. No, they weren't. They weren't. <laughs> for, for better or worse, they had no choice because there's just yeah. there's so much controversy that yeah. people people want to hear what they have to say. They yeah. like you know, the production team loves controversy. I, I know the builders Couldn't don't, tell. but <laughs> yeah. But for better or worse, I mean, Riptide yeah. has, um, you know, probably drawn a lot of fans. Correct. Oh my God, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so they they have to acknowledge it. They absolutely. don't have a choice. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, yeah. But you're through. Yeah. Yep. And then, but you know, at the end of the fight, so you know, it was a split decision. Of course. And uh, yeah, they know, sort they... of glossed over the fact that. Uh, it was a it was a split decision, and then Riptide, yeah. of course, because they have nothing to lose, they they challenge it. Because yeah, why was, wouldn't it was they also, challenge it? It was six five across the board. You know, all you had to do was flip one judge. Uh, yep, yep. Well, they and, did, uh, but they didn't do it the right way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and then so you know they say that they're they're gonna review the footage, but I think this was the last fight of that session. Mm. So a whole bunch of time is going by. They're not gonna tell us if we won or lost until the next session, which is like two oh. or three hours later. But in the meantime, we're pushing our robot. Through the pits, it's the biggest explosion of cheering <laughs> I have ever seen. Like Tim Rackers is like picking me up like a rag doll, just like yeah. you know, waving, just like picking me up, running through the the, the crowd of people. Everyone is cheering, and in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, they challenged this, and yeah. it was I... a super <laughs> close fight. I don't know if we actually won this fight because we're not yeah. gonna know until they come back two hours later for the next session Mm. and i'm like so you know people are super excited i'm you know i'm smiling but it's kind Mm. of like i'm like i don't know you still got that pit in your stomach like like, oh i'm gonna feel so bad if they overturn our decision after everyone has just cheered you know like we're doing like shots of tequila we're celebrating <laughs> like everyone's having the best time of their lives but i'm like man this could be really ugly if they overturn this and a couple of people are like if they overturn that fight we're burning down this building <laughs> <laughs> i did but... love the so you mentioned tim he hyped you up so much before this fight. Did you know. hire him or did he do it of his own accord? No, like, you know, because, like I said, I, d- I didn't know a lot of the controversy before the fight had happened. I But leading up to the fight, people were, like, tapping me on the shoulders and they're, like, whispering in my ear, you gotta beat Riptide. Like, and everyone is just like, you have to beat them. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, no pressure, guys. <laughs> like, everyone, everybody was like whispering. They'd be like, hey, 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 you have to beat Riptide. And I'm like, mm. oh, geez. Like, I don't want to be the one that loses the Riptide. But yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, everybody everyone is hyping up the point. fight. 
yeah like we have to beat riptide and i'm like well no pressure guys like you know and then the fight you know the beginning of the fight you know we were definitely losing until their weapon mm -hmm. exploded you know it went very similar to how like end game fight went in my mind but mm -hmm. we we got the win and uh, then it was unanimous when we came back the next session they had a unanimous decision which is really like the closure that we needed yeah. mm. um because in the back like like i said you know when you i didn't actually see the fight i haven't even to this I never went back and I rewatched the fight because because mm -hmm. <laughs> there was just so much on the line. But everyone was yeah. just like, "Oh yeah, we went back, we watched the fight. You totally won." And I was like, "Oh okay, yeah. well that, that's good." Are you it's just good being day. nice to me? Or are you serious? Yeah, I mean, even, I, Lindsay I, in our message conversation says, "I told her that they were appealing it." I said, "Of course they're appealing it." And, yeah, and well, she, how could you? She not, asked you the know? question, "Is there any way in which?" that they could be successful in that appeal. And I stupidly said, oh yeah. Um, thinking it was like, is Copperhead going to be successful at this appeal? No, I, I got it wrong. But yeah, um, no, it, it was in my mind, very clear cut that you had won the fight. The damage done was far too late and you were still being effective to some degree with it. Maybe you don't give all of the aggression points your way, but you still get most of them. And that's all you can ask for really. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I know it, it was it was so weird because it was the last fight of the session. I usually they have like a camera crew when there's appeals because they want that they want that drama, they want the deliberation. Yep. But you're also supposed to be able to rewatch the fight before you talk to Mike Jeffries. So Mike Jeffries is the one that you talk to. You have to argue your case with Mike Jeffries and he's like, "Here's the judges scorecards. What do you think about this? What do you think about this?" And I'm like, "Well, we won." But in the back of my head, I was just like, well, I don't know. It's, it's In my mind, it was pretty split. So I'm just like, yeah, I agree with the judges. I'm like, yeah, I agree with the judges. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, that makes sense. That makes sense. But then, like, you know, I think it was Sid that was arguing for Riptide. And they're like, they're like yeah. you know, they weren't being aggressive. They lost the wheel. Like, you know, he's putting up a pretty good argument. But yeah. <laughs> I definitely, like, didn't do myself any favors. I know my girlfriend is just like, you sounded like you wanted to lose in the post-fight interview. <laughs> So like that's something I need to work on is like you know regardless on I'm how I feel yeah, how we won it. Went, poker yes. I'm like yeah we totally won we kicked their butt yeah. you know they're what would have been the ultimate ultimate no brainer for me is just to shout let's go down the camera and and fully oh, wow. yeah. take I, that from them it's I like... think some of, some of what helped is like it literally took the Riptide team like an hour to take the batteries out of their robot so everyone leaving. Like all the production people and like all the judges were like probably like exiting out the building and you still see the Riptide team like trying to take the screws because like when they're upside down, our weapon was like hitting their top plate, which mm -hmm. was like shearing off all the bolts uh, to their top plate. So they couldn't actually take the batteries out. So they were out there for like a good hour <laughs> trying to take the batteries out of the robot where us were just like, yeah, just throw the broken wheel on the cart and we just, you know, take the top plate off like we do, usually do, wheel it back to the pits and it was like pretty much a regular ordeal. Um, yeah, so Lindsay think... sent me this photo afterwards as well. Like, I think it, it's it's very gnarly and messed up. Yeah, yeah, like it's a, a little chewed up. Man. But, oh man. But their, their drive was still working. Like they were still mm -hmm. being aggressive and stuff. So it was a hell of a fight i mean, yeah. I mean it was that, a hell of a fight if, and, if, uh, if, if, if you're going out i mean it's 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 a it's you know you've lost to one of the apex predators in the field but the fact mm -hmm. that you were able to turn it around and and get the win i mean yeah i mean it, it and, was and a, a top and a top four for copper it was a yeah. fairy tale for us because our expectations were very low <laughs> this season <laughs> uh you know it's the fourth year with the same old robot 
Um, I don't think anybody has come close to running the same two chassis for four seasons. I think we were tied with uh, Uppercut last season. They they were running the same couple frames, but um, our Copperhead is an old, tired dog at this point. And, <laughs> I don't uh, think we we mentioned it when we spoke to you last week. <laughs> we um we've liked Copperhead for the last few seasons. It's been a really cool robot. It's done the business. It's been very good. We love Copperhead this season. And I think that's not down to the fact that it's on its winningest season. It's down to the, the team that were there this time and how much fun you guys seem to be having. Like, to camera. I don't know what was going on behind the scenes or whatever, <laughs> but you guys always seem to be having a good time. And that, that really connects with an audience. And I think that's that's all down to you guys. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we've always tried to prioritize, like, having fun. You know, we did, like, the sock puppets. We've always done mm -hmm. gags. We always try to do fun, silly things. But I guess, you know, our robot has never performed up to all the other shenanigans that we've done. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people just, you know, obviously, the better your robot does, the more people like it. Uh, and mm -hmm. we always try to add more entertainment value to the show wherever we can. But if we're not winning fights... You know, nobody really cares. You know, I mean, some people care, but a lot we of care. people don't. The, 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 ca the casual fans don't no, really pay I, attention I, to us. I get you. And, and the fact that we've had three captains doesn't help the situation either. Um, you know, Zach, the original designer, is fantastic builder, designer, and driver. But, he, you know, I don't think anybody would, would disagree with me that he's not great on camera. Um, and then Robert, Robert picked up the slack and you know, Robert, most of Robert's interviews were cut, so we we didn't get a lot of space. I mean, it, it didn't help last year, you know, particularly when, when Robert was captain by himself. It was, you know, he got two fights in the preseason, and then his yeah. round of 32 fight was cut, and then yeah. he, didn't, he didn't even get his, yeah. his interview in we, the we had either. Nightmare. For how well we did, we had the least number of fights of any robot. Mm -hmm. we, we made it to like the the round of I don't know what we lost to Witch Doctor in this like the round of 16, I mm -hmm. think. Um, but for how well we did, we had the least number of the, the smallest amount of screen time. And mm -hmm. if you're not getting screen time, then nobody even knows who you are. Yeah. Um, your sponsors are mad. And then you're sponsored, mad. Yeah. And, robots uh, mad. But I always thought that we had a decent robot. It's just for one reason or another, it didn't, it didn't work out right. Um, and this season, like the stars aligned, mm -hmm. you know, like the only thing, the entire preseason, I spent the entire season fixing the damage from the witch doctor fight. That's, <laughs> And then that's all I spent the entire preseason doing was just fixing the witch doctor fight and then just putting the robot in a crate and sending it to back to Vegas. There you that's, go. that's all I did. I don't have like that'll, a big, that'll do. I, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, order an extra motor, uh, queen that, paint. you know, the, we didn't even have the, we didn't even fix the paint until we showed up on set. We had Chris, Chris yeah. and Lindsay, like do the paint touch-ups. like expectations were low. I don't, we, our team was tiny. We have like no spare parts, um, you know. So the fact that we did this well, it's just it's a it's a fairy tale story. Like I, I would be, you know, we're talking about what's going to happen next season, and had we not done this well, we would have probably just called it quits. Like there's no there's nobody wants to rebuild a new robot, but because we did so well, now it's like all right, like yeah, you got it. Like Bye. now, let's how do we make let's... this robot better? Let's do it. Let's Come go. On. Let's go again, sort of thing. Let's, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> So, after all that, I mean, uh, what a great fight! It was awesome. Just... I mean, it was <laughs> the the whole tension about the obviously the yeah. driver situation was was one thing. Yeah, 
I you know we I know we said with with Luke previously the the guy uh, Felix who was driving Riptide did extremely well I think under yes. a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. and it was just a it was a bruiser <laughs> it was so bad I mean yeah. the weapon splitting of Riptide is one thing and then you know Copperhead's wheel coming off towards the end, man. The tension must have been electric. After that, you know, Jevon and, and David, you were boxside. What was going yeah. on? Mm. Uh, electric think, in the audience. Yeah, this, yeah. this <laughs> was the very end of the voice, I think. Like, yeah. After like a week and a half being there at that point, Jevon was recovering from bot flu as well at that time and was right. yeah. just sort of dosed up in the corner. It I was lost too... my tiny mind. I think I, I yeah. spoke a lot in the uh, the video or the the recording we did with Luke. Mm-hmm. Um, about you know, it, it was just instantly on messenger to Lindsay, who was <laughs> on the team, and just saying, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and but, I'm yeah. so glad they kept in like a clip at the very end of the show about just the whole of the pits cheering yeah. and, and yeah. shouting. The, the team, the team have uploaded that on their YouTube channel. They did, yeah, they yeah. The, the little drum spinner that could, because you know, it, it is a four-year-old machine. It has been yeah. through a lot. This season in particular as well, it's for in a row, it's for Ripperoni, Rotator, Endgame, and now Riptide, and it's still going. It's three R's. Still surviving. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. I mean, James, you, you must have been watching this, you know, thinking, you know, Riptide is also a potential robot we could be fighting. You fought them before. Yeah. But they seemed like they were on another level this year, and, you know, there must have been a little bit of, oh, I don't want to fight that. And there must be a little bit of relief at Copperhead one, surely. <laughs> Yeah, well, the, 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 the trade-off is now we might have to think about how to fight Copperhead. So, you know, it's, uh, not these robots. I mean, they're similar enough that they're they're destructive. They're very they're compact. They're aggressive. Mm-hmm. I don't think that uh, Riptide going out is uh, makes it any any less or any any more you know any any less difficult. Yeah, it doesn't make it any less difficult for us. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember we were in the pits. We were watching this fight. Uh, Man, they the pits were an uproar. Yeah. They were just swinging back and forth between O's and R's. <laughs> it was. I think I think the whole pit just groaned when Copperhead's wheel fell off. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, ah. <laughs> We've gone this whole time. It's almost. They've almost got it, and then no, no, not it right was, at the yeah. end. If we only fought, for we fought that... Riptide before, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't, the the changes that they made to the machine this year. Yep. Don't know if we would be able to do the same thing. I'd like to not find out because Riptide is, you know, is is honestly a fantastic machine. It's so destructive, yes. and you know, the the Ethan or or Felix really they would drive it very aggressively. So glad we didn't have to think about that one anymore. But no. yeah, you know, and I <laughs> I will say. This is where that that one of the biggest rule changes comes into play here. If that rule change where if any movement is movement isn't, you know, isn't in, we maybe have a situation where, you know, Riptide just lets Copperhead spin in a circle and and moves on. You know, it's 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 the fact that it's it's still crab walking around or I mean, really, Riptide didn't give it much a chance to crab walk around. Felix was trying to pick up points at this point, you know, trying to pin him against the wall and, and survive. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this was a. Uh, I, I mean, this th- th- this this fight is everything. I think uh, everything and more uh, than what I thought it was going to be when I when we saw the possibility of this happening. Uh, when the bracket came out, you're like, oh, this 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 fight could happen. Uh, 
it, it, it was awesome all, all the way through. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very proud, proud, proud to be <laughs> a Copperhead fan. <laughs> I'm proud to be, proud to be, uh, you know, around, uh, it was, it was good to, you know, to, to finally see this bot finally, uh, finally make a semi, you know, it, it, they hadn't been past the round of 16 previously. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's, it's finally it, 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 a huge, similar, similar deal where like this bot just hadn't quite, hadn't quite made its way through where it's had, you know, glimpses of, of brilliance. And, you know, it just, it just hadn't happened until, until this year. Uh, and, and kudos to them. And of course with Riptide, it's, it's been a, been a tumultuous season there's been a lot said and a lot done but at the end of the day when the dust settles they made the final eight you know it's there's there's no there's nothing there's no uh you know there's nothing against you know making it that far uh it's that they've they've had a spectacular year and i i imagine they'll make improvements for next year to be even scarier yeah Yeah. i don't don't doubt it for a second well our first semi-final we mentioned ballroom dancing earlier. Ah, <laughs> uh, of course. <laughs> Ribbons yes. and uh. saw blades. That, that first minute, wait, it was just. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I don't blame either of you at all. I mean, you know, no. at the end of the day, if, if either <laughs> of you stopped, like the other one gets clouted. That's just how it so, works. So that's just the funny thing. I actually just to see what happened. I took my hands off the controller. And I just looked at the ref, and he's just going in circles. Like there's, you can watch the the, the replay. We're mm-hmm. going at the beginning. We're doing this. At some point, Ribot starts to do wider circles. Sideways. Mm-hmm. I, I took my hand off the controller. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what do you want me to do? You need breath. You need to tell them to dis- to like back off. Otherwise, we're yeah. just going to keep doing this. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, you heard the little snippet. It's like if if I like I I could go backwards, but then he's definitely going to hit me. So if I do mm-hmm. nothing, he just goes in circles. I'm like, all right, fine. We're not going to we're not going to like. Figure out a way to stop this. Yeah. yeah. So then I start doing manual melty, where he's just he's just full power going forwards, and yep. so I'm actually like pulsing the directions to to bring us to the wall, and like it kind of worked for a little bit. Like I hit the wall. I'm like, all right, whatever. I want him to hit the wall. Then we could really separate. Luckily, mm-hmm. you know, kill saw slots. Heavens be. Yes. Is actually what separates us. So I think mm-hmm. he hits it, and then the the fork, you know bounces them out and mm-hmm. then we can actually start fighting but uh yeah it's it's it's, it's so interesting I just like i literally took my hands off the drive stick and i was just like <laughs> this is what's happening i can't like i don't know what you expect me to do like unless we're going to have an official separation here yeah Ribot actually but, hits it hits a floor seam right next to the oh, kill saw slot yeah it gotcha. hits just a, a touch just a touch I, I just slowed it down here uh, but yeah, like it, it just touches a floor seam and then, and then it's, then it's fair game. Then the, it's, it's a brand new fight at that point. I find that hilarious that you just take your hands off the controllers and just like, well, I mm-hmm. guess, I guess I'll just hang out here, you know, and look pretty yeah, just have a nice, nice power All those pounds of pants. Fight, you know? this, this is... <laughs> anyway. But... And then all those, all those pounds are volumes of handsome and they didn't put the camera on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Missed opportunities. The fluid ounces yeah. of Hanson. Speaking, speaking of missed opportunities, you need like a Purell sponsorship because that's I, I noticed that was at your waistband. And I saw that the whole in the, time. The whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah anyway. we're, uh, we, you know, we're all, my whole team's vaccinated and such. Yeah. Uh, we, we take it very, we take it seriously, uh, but we don't want anyone to get sick. And you know, I, I think that we've all agreed that during the the time that everyone was wearing masks. 
yeah. we didn't get we got less sick which was cool yeah. so even though it was hot and it was vegas we you know the vote unanimously agreed let's just wear the masks and yeah. you know be clean and be safe for the duration of filming because no one wants to get sick and we don't want any of us to be taken out for the competition. So the, at that point in the yeah. tournament the, the proverbial bot flu was hitting many people you know it hit me mm -hmm. when i went home it hit jevin uh i can't imagine what it was like in the pits you know because it's just we're all it, we're all cooped together for two weeks you know especially was it at this point that it filming. hit you david yeah i i was just sort of comatose during the the final a couple of days of recording mm -hmm. and thinking yeah there's, there's robots there uh, <laughs> Ooh, pretty fun. lights yeah <laughs> yeah so whether it be sickness or covid do we 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 do what we can and i yeah. think it worked out i think we i think we so none of us got covid but de we we're definitely starting to get a little sniffly mm -hmm. and so we just barely survived it but yes my purell <laughs> always stays with me somewhat ruins photos sometimes but oh, well. if, I made, if, I, if i put it in a black holster maybe there but no it's hey. pink <laughs> in any case so yeah. ribot gets free and then you deliver then... the money shot straight yep. on the on the front end and that was that was kind of fight over you kind of i, I did notice uh, well was it intentional you know you turn the weapon off just preserve as much as you can and just drive them around was was that all part of the the game plan or, or would you realize you know what took us through it yeah yeah so we got the good shot on it mm -hmm. and the the smoke starts the weapon stops at this point you know the, the mentality is okay it's just a driving game i think we've got we've got the design to control them easier we don't have to worry about the weapon we can take it pretty chill but we still need to show weapon aggression because you can't do nothing if you have a weapon you don't use it it's almost just as bad as having a weapon or you wouldn't have any experience with that would you at all it's, that was a completely uh, different time i know <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll be happy to talk with you about that after the recording so so um you know we have the we can we can pull off the gas a little bit but it's not to say that we were completely not using it at all you know two things uh, one, David did a good job of only showing the front. So he's like, you know, the, the vertical module isn't working. We take more hits to the vertical module. It's all the same damage, right? It, can, it can't be less working, right? It's just, it already has a fire, whatever. I don't want to hit the disc because that's hard stuff. And it's just going to wear us down. Uh, what we'd like to hit drivetrain, but he didn't, he didn't give us any of that. So that was really nice of uh nice nice of him the other thing is they're all there are forks you jump you jump straight into us and actually getting forks into our pivot so there's a few times where it looks they're slowing down the blade that's not because we're slowing it down it's because the fork is just rubbing on the pulley and slowing it down mm. there's another one where we have this uh sort of clamp to lock the arm onto the, the pivot and he actually puts the fork into it and so it only goes like this it did he's jamming it with with his forks so there's opportunities to to fire the weapon. I couldn't do it, and I, I I could see it from where I am. So I'm also not going to try and damage the mechanism by trying to fire it into a fork. I mean, in season four, that's how Blacksmith knocked our belt off the track because his fork just pushed it over and tangled them. So, you know, we we don't need to rush on this. You know, there'll be opportunities for it, and we'll, we'll control and aggression. Yep. Uh, feeling pretty confident about that. So, yeah, it's uh. 
it was just a very smooth fight for us after that. It does also mean you make your first ever final at this point. Oh yes. <laughs> if and if memory serves, I, I think I spoke with with Jonathan when I spoke with Jonathan. He said that their fight was first, so you already knew you were fighting huge. Mm-hmm. Would you have rather fought Copperhead or Hughes going into it? Uh, the strategy for against Copperhead, we probably had a lot more confidence in because mm-hmm. that's that's a matchup that you see all the time, whether in small weight classes or let's say we could maybe use something similar to what we did against Minotaur. Uh, we felt confident in what we could do and preparation would have been pretty straightforward i think uh huge is a lot more dicey uh so we can can talk about it now we'll we'll, we'll get i think we'll get to it we'll we'll get to it in a minute okay um because we actually have had a lot of questions about that setup but we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get to it um in the meantime i think we should hand over to past us and past luke and jonathan as they talk about their fight copperhead versus huge uh, Luke, huge. Yeah. Uh-oh. Huge! <laughs> I'll be honest, when we, obviously we, when we spoke to you last week, we kind of highlighted the fact that, you know, it really doesn't suit... I mean, what, what does Copperhead do against Huge? The answer is, well, what do you do against Huge? You, you, you spin we backwards. Die. <laughs> yeah, is what we do. Um, but leading up to the season, I, I think I, I they probably edited it out, but like in, in one of the preseason interviews, they're like, who don't you want to fight? And I said, I don't want to fight Endgame, and I don't want to fight Huge. Those were the two robots. Those, those are the two <laughs> robots I didn't want to fight. And, uh, you know, had we had a little bit more uh, preparation, maybe we could have designed some fancy attachment for Huge or something, but... We, like a lot of teams, went through the tournament just hoping that we don't have to fight huge. Mm-hmm. And uh, statistically, you know, you have a good chance of not fighting them. But uh, huge did super well you this season. You did not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so we ha- did not go in your favor. <laughs> yeah. So leading up to this fight, we, we learned a couple things about the robot. And that's like, if we break our opponent's weapon, we win. And that's, and that's kind of what our strategy was going into this fight. Um, so what, what we did is we reconfigured the weapon to spin down while we're right side up. The thinking was, is we wanted to try to do what we've done in our past couple fights and get that double impact force. Uh, you know, we were pretty confident that, you know, Copperhead's weapon can take the hits, but huge has actually had some weapon problems. They've done very, very well. But mm-hmm. if even if you ask Jonathan, like they, they were having some spin up problems, like in the Mad Catter fight, their weapon went down. They've been having issues with their bushings. And if Huge's weapon breaks, you know, they're not pushing out, pushing anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, they cannot they don't have the ability to push or control a fight if their weapon breaks. So in our mind, the only thing we could do was break their weapon. And the way to do that, in my mind, was to reconfigure the speed controller to spin down. Ideally, we'd want to spin they have the ability to spin in both directions, but we didn't have enough time. We didn't have enough time to reconfigure the transmitter, reconfigure the speed controller. We we had the ability to do it. It's just I didn't have the expertise to pull it off in such a short time frame. Rory, Rory, help. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not it's not just Rory, too, because just you, that. I mean, it's not just that. You also have to reconfigure the transmitter to do it. And our yes. transmitter is very complicated. It's OpenTX with a thousand different reprogrammed settings at one point in the tournament, I had to call Zach because I, I couldn't figure out what all the buttons were doing. <laughs> yeah. 
It's just like, oh no, flip that one switch and it'll. Th-. I was like, oh okay. I wish I probably should have figured this out before. Take going that to one down and don't touch it again. Yeah, <laughs> pretty pretty much. Yeah. Um. So leading up to the fight, you know, where we we reconfigure the weapon to spin down, and of course, as we're loading it in the test box, the all the entire huge team is watching us like a hawk. Uh... So I'm like trying to like drive the robot in the test box. I'm trying to like turn the weapon away from them. So they can't get a good view and then just spin it up really fast. If you spin it up fast enough, maybe they won't notice it's spinning the wrong direction. But of course they instantly noticed. <laughs> and I, so it's like, oh well, I guess there goes the element of surprise. Uh but anyway, we still did what we were we were still trying to pull off that strategy, but they saw what we were doing and I think Jonathan later noticed. He's like, "Oh yeah, like we did notice that and we adjusted our strategy accordingly." But I don't know if it would have mattered. You know, it was this was a hail mary chance. You know, we I mean, saw what, we saw what you it did kind of worked originally. Yeah, I mean, I, it also involves me being able to drive directly into their weapon. That that's yep. the other aspect of this. You got to pay the toll, man. You can't and, you can't win if you don't pay the toll. And I don't think I I did a, a great job doing that. But they also were trying to counter that. They knew what was coming, so they adjusted their strategy accordingly. And I think in the first like. 10 seconds of the fight they instantly got one of our drive chains mm-hmm. they yes. instantly got a drive chain so then we were down a drive side so then i am just trying to frantically like do anything i can just anything like i don't just try not to die and at one <laughs> point like we got the robot up on the side our vertical spinner became a horizontal spinner That's yes. that was that was it i thought oh my god you can try this <laughs> Which, like, this is- I would like to say that we did that on purpose, but that was just a complete accident. <laughs> so, but I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, we just made our robot like almost able to hit huge. Yeah. Um, complete accident. Um, but then later in the fight, you know, they they smashed in our drive our weapon pulley. So mm-hmm. we'd never had that happen before. I know the huge team was a little bit worried because we have actually really thick uh, pulley guards. Uh, so they were they're not used to fighting vertical spinners that have a lot of protection uh, guarding their pulleys but Copperhead does, but they hit our, pu- they got a direct hit on our pulley guard, smashed it in, and it seized up the belt. If you watch carefully, like, you just see a whole bunch of smoke shoot out of Copperhead. It's actually mm-hmm. the belt grinding up against the smashed in pulley guard. So we lost the drive side, they disabled our weapon, and then shortly after that, they hit our other drive chain. So they yeah. disabled every single system on our robot with ease. Like, you know, they just completely annihilated us like you know we we had a strategy it wasn't a good strategy but we we had to try something but in in the long run you know huge is just the perfect counter to our robot and it was a long shot i think the there's a builder's poll i think the builders had huge beating us like 80 to 20 or something like that and uh rightfully so we got our butts whooped and uh that's okay because I, i like to see crazy robots like huge do well yeah, as do we. I, I, I like seeing. I, I will say I feel bad that they sniped that last chain and you were just dead on the side. But to see the elation when they knew they had actually completed the full, just dis- dismemberment yeah. of your machine they, without they actually make... doing serious yeah. damage to anything you know visible, just take out the bits that make things work. They they that broke awesome. every mechanical system on Copperhead, and uh, you know, good for them. I, I don't think any robot has really done that. Um, we've had like electrical bits fail, maybe one drive side go down, but they took off both our drive sides and our weapon. They just, they got us everywhere. Yeah. 
Also, I like Jonathan on on your team. He did his best Clyde Madness impression. That was <laughs> yeah. And we saw Billy. <laughs> we saw He's Billy. I, I Billy, know. Yeah. I know. I know some real robot combat fans. Like they've seen Billy in the background, so they're like, "Oh, yeah. there's Billy. Oh, what's up with that?" And they're like, "Well, Jonathan's on our team." And yeah. we were running out of the box. Yeah, we were running out of like fun walkout things to do. Uh, so I think uh, I think it was a Riptide fight where we we hoisted Billy up in the air, and I'm I'm sure a lot of the production was very confused at what we were doing. But I think yeah. diehard uh, fans of the sport would would understand. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but what a run! A semifinal for Copperhead. About it. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like when we had by far the best season we'd ever had with the fewest team members, the least number of the parts, oldest robot. You know, it's, the yeah. oldest robot. So, you know, it's it was incredible. We're so happy. We what actually made a merch store. So, <laughs> it's, so uh, yeah, make sure you check out uh, Copperhead merchandise because uh, uh, now people actually want to buy our stuff. <laughs> I suppose we'll move on to, to Copperhead. Now, I remember when I first saw the final, I, I messaged you not long after it, and the thing you said straight away was that my driving in the Copperhead fight is probably some of my best ever. Um, elaborate a bit on that. Oh, yeah, I can. Um, so you can see if you watch all of Huge's fights in a row in the season, you can definitely see me start to develop strategies. You know, with Shatter, there was a lot more running away. And then later on, I was staying in more close to people and stuff. Um, and it was when fighting, um, when we were fighting Fusion, we had the opportunity to spin down on the open top and we didn't do it because it's the nice thing to do is, is to not poke someone like that once they're already dead. Um, but it just kind of put it back in our head a little bit of like, you know, we can spin down on, on people. Um, and we were able to bait Mad Catter under um, and pull off some pieces. And I tried it again against Copperhead and they went under um, and we stole the chain right at the beginning of the fight from one of their drive wheels. And I mean, that's the type of stuff where people say, oh, the fight was a stomp, whatever. It was really close. Like even Copperhead had their AMA and they were saying that they got destroyed. But it's like, we got very lucky that the blade landed on on that piece. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's a different fight if they're fully, fully mobile. But from I, there, I, I, you know, it, now that they're not that mobile, that's where I, I felt like I did a great job with the driving because we were able to kind of hunt for the other chain and hunt for the belt and and I was able to gyro over the top and land on the top plate, which I've always wanted to do and <laughs> gotten many chances to do. And like, I felt like I got to pull out all my moves, you know? <laughs> show, show off the, the driving skills. There was, I, I remember when we, we spoke to Luke um, for this section of the podcast, you know, he said that I think this was the first time that all three kind of elements of Copperhead have, have broken in one fight. So obviously one drive chain went straight away. Yeah. The, Weapon died because you bent in the the belt guard and it was just yes. rubbing in and that and it just eventually just seized the weapon stopped and then you got the other chain just for good measure as well and a, a sad little copperhead parked against the wall <laughs> yeah and I was like oh well that's it then <laughs> I, I I was not thinking that we could get the the belt guard on the front also like seeing it it it's probably has to be at least a quarter of an inch thick and it's completely welded in place and. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to kind of cram when he was up on his side. I was like, I can cram the blade. You <laughs> tried to be horizontal drum. to try and kill you. I love right. it. <laughs> but now the belt's exposed, right? So if I cram the blade in behind the drum, I'll get the belt. That was my thought. Didn't happen like that. Um, and then where the fact that it did happen was like very convenient. But I was hunting the other drive chain. So if, if they had zoomed out more near the end of the fight, 
I was just sitting and watching him turn and kind of timing it. And it was on the the first attempt I missed. Um, but then the second attempt just found home. And and that was why I freaked out immediately because we could see right there. <laughs> it was the chain <laughs> like rocket at the glass right in front of us. So we knew it's like, all right, the chain's gone, you know, and, and we knew what we were aiming for. So chain's gone, job done. One more to go. We've heard a lot from Jonathan and uh, Luke. Let's talk about the final. Now, before we get to you, Jameson, I'm going to put back to Jonathan's perspective and then we'll come back and we'll hear what you yeah. have to say about your, your take on things. So let's hear from Jonathan one more time. One more <laughs> to go, um, which was the only robot in the field that after about one fight that could still reach you. Yeah. Yeah. How annoying. I mean, we, 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 we secretly... How inconvenient. We, a, a, we a planned this whole, this whole story <laughs> arc. Huge kills the verts. And we get to the finals and there's not a vert. It's like, well, this is so inconvenient. <laughs> I mean, we secretly hoping that Ribot won. <laughs> Just like... <laughs> they were filming us. Like, they, they filmed... When we were sitting in our pit, they were filming us watching Riptide versus Copperhead. Mm-hmm. And us saying, you know... Yeah, we've lost to Riptide. It was a weird fight, but I'd prefer not to have the rematch. I'd rather fight Copperhead. They have all the exposed chains. And then they filmed us freaking out on, on that fight. And then they're filming us for Sawblaze versus Ribot. And I just openly said, and I, I believe it, I think Ribot is a better matchup for us. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm rooting for Ribot. And then just we watched the fight and it just, they spin in place for a full minute and then immediately <laughs> killed it. And, and, and like, that was the end, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we had the robot like naked at that point because the blade and the wheels were going to depend on who we were fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we had it mostly reassembled by the time Sawblaze came back in the building. Because um, we knew. <laughs> well, <laughs> well when, when you see Sawblaze in the, in the configuration that it was, I mean, it was... It's a different look, certainly. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to go down in those like tornado cage level. I don't know. I don't think it. I think it's, well, not not it's, in it's, a, it shouldn't. A it shouldn't do. But yeah, I agree. Not with in you. the controversy sense at all. It's not controversial. Mm. I'll say that completely. Just mm. in the sense of just an absolute hail mary in the finals, never tested this before type thing, and then for it to actually work out, it's like that's but, that's the stuff that that wins you championships is, is that kind of modification because there's nothing stopping anybody else from having built a wedge like that but not like copperhead could have done anything with it <laughs> oh i just want, i was imagining copperhead with like a big like scaffolding style like, <laughs> it would look so wrong <laughs> i just took it over <laughs> at that point um you say you know it was the the hail mary for the first minutes or so of that yeah. fight it was so huge, his fight. It was so huge. You know, Sawblaze is doing backflips over the top of you. I'm like, oh my God, it's happening. Huge is going to secure the bag. I can't believe it. Oh, and I then wish. it was for the, for a good while, it was looking so good. But as soon as the thing is with huge, as, as we've, we've kind of discussed before, if, if you can get to it, there's not a lot at the top because obviously right. you don't, you don't armor it up expecting someone to hit you because no one can hit you. Right. The, when, the, the pulley, like, what's your pulley guard? The blade. Like, that's... Yeah. You've got to reach me first, and then you've got to get through the weapon as well. Right. And, and, then, and 
Yeah. Five people can reach me, maybe ten, like of everybody, and then you still have to get through the blade and everything. But it's it's a bet. I mean, like a lot of teams make that bet. A lot of which whiplash, bite force, they're all made of like paper thin aluminum, right? And if they get hit, it's bad. But when they win, you know, what does winning look like? They don't get hit in the first place. Mm-hmm. Like so you might as well make that bet and make you better at not getting hit in the first place. And that's why all that weight is in the blade and in the motors to spin it up in two seconds. Mm-hmm. And just i made a driving mistake and let him get in there <laughs> and, and and that was that um it was a spectacular fight i think it was easily easily the best final of the reboot if not one of the best fights of the entire season and the reboot as a whole as well like you know the fact that there's so much on it as well i think adds to the drama and this yeah. fact that Sawblazer got away and changed you've you know obviously you've stuck with your guns throughout the entire thing it's, it's still huge yep. We, we were debating a lot. It's like, do we do something crazy? And everyone's just like, hey, you won every fight with this huge, like, mm-hmm. just you'll regret it for the rest of your life if you do something st- stupid and and it loses it for you somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, so stick with, stick with what's winning. Stick with what you know. And, and that's a hard choice to make. You know, we've second-guessed it a lot of, like, could we have changed something in the config or something like that? I think we ha- I have some plans now um, <laughs> of... of you know, what a round two would look like. But I don't think there's anything we could have known at the time that mm. would have, you know, changed how we approached it. Like, it was, we've never seen any config like that before. What are we going to do besides hit it as hard as we can? <laughs> <laughs> it's and just the, do the same thing you've been doing all season, really. Right. right. <laughs> it's clearly winning fights. It's working. I mean, we've never, the, the hardest thing this huge had ever hit was like Switchback or Captain Shredderator before. We don't know the limits on it until this season there. And and we're progressively finding those limits against those fights where it was breaking itself. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, now actually knowing those things and knowing how we can make it spin up faster and knowing how we can keep the motors alive longer, I feel like that's probably... I feel like it's a fight where we could turn it around and, and win that in the future. Um, but he's obviously not going to sit still and and, and, let, and, let, you, and let you have let you have at it right. sort of thing right um yeah. i was listening to outside the box this week obviously you mentioned there that there was not one single thought that crossed your mind about appealing incredibly classy um you, were, were, you, were you disappointed with second like if someone had said to you at the start of the season huge gonna finish second but lose a judge's decision in the final what's the what would they... And a bunch of six five cards on the judges' decision. Right, like you know, yeah. what, would would you have taken second at the start, or or is or does your goals and your aspirations have to change because of the way that huge was the entire season? That's a good way to frame it and and question it because yeah, I think leading into the season, you know, we were much more in the mentality of of something to prove and something to prove to ourselves as mm-hmm. well about that we could all do this and compete at this level and and compete, you know, not winning two fights in the regular season and and get to the bracket, sneak in, like compete, compete, you know? Mm-hmm. I would have been overjoyed if you had told me that before the season. I think it's just, yeah, seeing eight straight wins, you get a little disappointed that you can't win the last one. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know, appealing just felt... It, it wasn't moral. <laughs> yeah. And also, you can look at it in so many different ways. Is Is one, it's not fair to Jameson to go argue how he won. Two... We honestly thought we lost anyways. Just go doing the scores in our head. We, we thought we lost. Um, but purely selfish. I appeal 
I win. Jameson hates me. You, you are you are the most hated person in right. the history of BattleBots. What, how can I look at how can I look at that giant nut with pride? Unless they had missed something drastic, right? Yeah. And and they had not missed something drastic. Sawblaze worked. It was a taco compared to how it started oh my the fight. Goodness. It wasn't a joke. Um, <laughs> but it was it was working. And the scoring gauge is working. And it worked. So I, I didn't have any angle where I could say, you know, no, you're wrong. Here's why. It's just no, you're wrong. Give me the trophy instead because <laughs> something, right? And and I don't know. I couldn't like look at that giant nut and say, I earned that. That's mine. We emphatically won the final. Hooray! It's like no, I convinced some judges that they had made a mistake. <laughs> like it, it would it would be an asterisk forever. So mm-hmm. in, in so many ways, you know, we had even as a team talked about this before going out there. And oh saying, really? Like, I, I don't think that it's it would be right. And we hadn't used our appeal all season, obviously. But it's like, it just wouldn't be right to to do it, probably. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, yeah, you know, I think that's the right thing to do. Um, unless it was a, a stonewall, you've made a mistake because of this reason. Right. You, you, you can't. Legius, you know, yeah. Sawblaze is a ball of fire. Yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm, we have our, our things with the judges where we see things slightly differently mm-hmm. sometimes. I see a lot more control and huge driving than sometimes they do um, because I know what I'm trying to do and how that looks different from everybody else. You know, famously, Huge had its split decision win over free shipping way back when. Mm-hmm. And they were not joking, upside down and on fire <laughs> for the vast majority of the fight. And Huge came out fully functional. And one judge said that free shipping should have won. And it's like, okay, clearly we disagree <laughs> here on, on some criteria. Um because that was one other judge away from it being free shipping winning as the fire extinguishers are going and, and they're wheeling it outside on fire. Um, so in, in those ways, like I'm re- always ready to argue if, if I feel like we had more control than we get scored for, but I just didn't, it didn't look like I had control. <laughs> like, honestly, it looked closer on the show and watching it than it felt in person, like mm-hmm. in person, we felt like we were getting stomped from the moment we lost the belts just because it wasn't, what that first minute was mm-hmm. um, i just didn't realize you know if i had to do it over again and say we're not caught up in the moment or something like that um having more calmness in the driving for the last minute to minute and a half might have helped us because i was driving like i was losing and i was desperate and trying to get you know a one in a million shot on the bottom of it when it's tipped over which gets me right up in his face that type of stuff um, and if I hadn't driven like that for the last minute or so, we probably would have come out of it it's, better. It, it's taking more risks with with the with the pressures on and everything and the lights are right. in your face and you're like, oh my god, Sawblaze is chasing after me with this you know disgusting weapon that's going to break me in half if I'm not careful. I can exactly. I can appreciate the the, the stress level. And, and, and so the thought is, yeah, oh, I'll hit him with whatever I have, and it's not a lot, but hopefully something happens. Whereas more tactical driving, right, mm-hmm. uh, would would argue that I should just set a pick with the wheel and just bike rack him for a long time. Right. <laughs> like, like that's, we were, I, I was driving more to say, I need to find a knockout somehow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it wasn't a knockout. Isn't coming. <laughs> it is second, but I mean, what a, an amazing season, Jonathan. It's, it's been a joy watching huge. All oh, second. Yeah. <laughs> we're runner I mean, up forever. You know, I mean, look at the people in the runner up list. We're, you know, Minotaur's runner up, Witch Doctor's runner up, Tombstone, we're runner up. 
with huge and and that's does, does that, does that like still an achievement like you know do, do you still have to pinch yourself a little bit and just be like you know there was that enormous leap forward of this season yeah. compared to everything else you know is, is it still like oh my god like we did that oh my god yeah we, Maddie and I around the house every once in a while she'll say like isn't it weird that we got like second <laughs> six months ago right but it, it, it's so you know our perceptions of of huge and our place in this BattleBots ecosystem has always been having something to prove still and and it, it's hard to break that habit absolutely <laughs> you know I don't think we've embraced in any way like we're second we're the best ever there's so many things we still want to change and fix on the robot um so i think that that's the right mindset going forward it's just still act like we have something to prove and watch out the rest of the season i think have, rest of the right, field right have a little like, bit more know. fun <laughs> so jameson this whole fight i mean first of all yeah. What a Let's final. talk about the yeah. What a final we, this is. We finally really got one. Like we always talk about, you know, we get to the final and then something happens to one of the bots and it's oh, you know, it's you know, we 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 wanted that real good knockout drag out fight. Yeah. I think we finally got one, man. We got one. <laughs> 7 years and we really really got a good one. Uh yeah, cuz I mean for TV's sake and and any any any, you know, for the word, it's uh it's just nice to it's nice to see two teams really just just go just go all out and 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 go the whole go just about the whole distance right you know just go the whole way and and leave it in the hands of the judges and have no controversy whatsoever we well, <laughs> oh, say more about it because leave it the... in the hands of the judges but <laughs> the final <laughs> could have been overturned with the appeals process, I know. which I, know. I hadn't really thought about until we got to that stage and they asked the question are you going to appeal this I thought, oh. oh yeah, that's the thing that could happen. Pit in your stomach, that would like really oh. undercut the whole thing, wouldn't it? Oh, but uh, I mean, for, Jonathan... first of all, we have to. I think, I think before we get to the, the judge's decision itself, the setup. Yeah, the lead up. Mm-hmm. We had so many questions. We'll start with uh, Michael Duddy on YouTube, yeah. uh, who asks, "How on earth did you decide on the configuration for Huge, and were you scared to implement it because?" It's the final. Like, if yeah. okay, ultimately, if you if you win it and you you look like a hero, but if you lose, it's a, such a big risk. I mean, talk us through it. Well, so let, we'll go through we'll go through a few things. So preseason, we have a list of competitors, including the alternates that we know who are going to be there, and just doing a little bit of pre planning just to make things go a little bit faster. We have the spreadsheet where we believe if they have the ability to change a configuration, what we expect they will run, and then an idea of what we will use against it. You know, uh, and sometimes it's not always like a hard counter sort of thing. It's just what we would run typically. So like, say, for example, the drum spinners, we're probably going to use our most durable set of forks. So for huge, the only thing we have down there, because, you know, we don't have the, the time or the money to necessarily make specifically dedicated setups ahead of time. You never know if it's going you're going to fight someone. You know, your design will change season to season. If you don't use it, it's basically just scrap. So for the huge row, we have, it says wedge, question mark. And that's more or less what we did. So after we won the other fight, we just came back to the, to the pit and we uh, opened up a page in a notebook, and then we just started doodling. So, <laughs> so there's a, yeah, there's we we drew 
there's a big circle that represented huge. And we have a picture of this. I'll probably put it online later. And I drew mm -hmm. like the little, our plow is a little C-shaped thing. And said like, how do we make this not hit this? And it's like, well, let's just put something in the way. And then there's this tumbleweed looking thing just in this area. <laughs> put something here. And then, you know, once the blade stops, we need to do something. To, how, how are we going to attack it? Because you can't keep the blade charged up the whole time. That that seems risky. So let's go for let's, let's just get our capture, you know, our capture technique that we do for everything. Mm -hmm. And we can use, we can just use the eyelashes, but we need to make them taller because the angle of them, the angle of the eyelashes is pretty forward to block the big spinners. Mm -hmm. So we need to make it longer. So I was like, all right. So what we need to do is we need to find how we can get material to make longer eyelashes. And we need to, two, where the heck is Eli? And he is, <laughs> after the fight, he just pieced out to Home Depot or whatever. <laughs> he sends us a picture. He said, hey, I'm at the bike rack making section here. What do you guys want? <laughs> he just sends us a picture of all the mild steel and rebar. No. So just like, all right, we'll get one of these, get one of these. Like, we're on the phone. The Because <laughs> the finalists, right? The, the film crew is just like, in our pit, like honest entire time. Like I'm on the phone. I'm just like, yeah, get us a, a few sticks of rebar and like yeah. this that quarter inch flat or whatever, and you know we'll just we'll just make it work. So at that point, the strategy was drawn, sketched, confirmed. You know, because uh, we also didn't know if Huge was planning on changing anything. Also, mm -hmm. so that was a big variable. Is okay. They've been using the big blade the entire time. We know that previous fights. They have a short one, like Son of Wachi is a short one. What mm -hmm. if they just skip everything completely and just want to go for the 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 arm pivot? So it's like that's why although I think the wedge would have been fine as is, it's pretty tall, it's a steep wedge. But we had decided to raise it up because we want to predict the the ability to use the short one. So it is was as high as we believed that they would have a blade. The shortest blade after the normal size wheels and chassis. There's no reason why they would use the smaller wheels. Mm -hmm. They're use the full size nominal wheels. Maybe this blade, the shortest blade they have, would land somewhat about here. And it's like, all right, I think this is going to be the catch-all for the possibilities that they could do. So we, we made a very, we we tried to predict. We made an informed decision about what we would run. And like in practice, it seemed like it was probably. The, I think I think that's what we want to do. Um, shoot, what are my other two points? Uh, do we know it was going to work? So, on that note, I think I I told this I told someone else this as well. Mm -hmm. It's not about if we thought it would work. It's about our what we thought our chances were if we did nothing. Mm -hmm. And uh, to that point, this isn't the first time I fought huge before. Mm -hmm. Smaller weight class, certainly. We've, I fought him four times or more. So the strategy in my mind, and as is demonstrated also by Whiplash, there's there's a way to to get in there and just stay engaged. My plan has always been to stay under the body. When you you tank a hit and you just stay under the body, and then you can just deliver hits because we have our articulated, which means that we can spin up and he can't. Mm-hmm. This season's huge was way stronger than any other huge in history. Stronger than the 30-pounder, stronger than any of the 250s, any of the BattleBots huges that has ever been fielded. So we 
did not feel confident that running Saw Blaze as it was would be able to withstand those hits. I mean, obviously, we also don't need the forks. So forks come off, put it somewhere else. We need the eyebrows, and we need something sufficient to tank the hits. We took the wedge, literally the wedge we use for the uh, horizontal spinners. We shifted one of the bolt holes. We have extra holes all over the place for this purpose. We shifted it, <clears throat> and we used uh, the rebar to hold it in place. We also welded the pivot completely. Uh, that didn't last. So we, we put our shoulder bolts in there. We welded it into the high position. We reinforced it with mild steel uh, flat and rebar, and that was it. So that was the plan. It, it's, so it's, all, it's all saw blaze parts. This is yeah. a saw blaze yeah. configuration. I know there's a lot of talk about Oh, is this legal? Like introducing something completely new? No, I don't think so. Robot tornado cage all over again. Oh god, we don't want to get <laughs> I don't even think it's as bad as tornado cage. Right. I, I don't. I don't even know if it's that bad. Like the no. tornado cage is like negating an entire feature of the arena, <laughs> which there's trade-offs as well. I mean, tornado's weapon couldn't reach very far if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. No, but people, but they modify, they make modifications to robots all the time. And yes. one thing I would say about this is this is all sawblaze parts, just built in a different way. Yeah. Sawblaze is supposed is designed to do that. It's all the same stuff, just attached in a, a different manner. So, it is what we brought to competition. Absolutely, honestly, it, it it absolutely works. I mean, okay, for the I have to ask, for that f- sort of first minute ish, were you quietly thinking, yeah. "Oh my god, what have I done?" Because obviously, oh, we, we just made a huge catch around. point for their weapon. Oh no! Yeah, right. <laughs> was, was there an element of that? But that's was... the point. Yeah, right. that well, is the exactly. point. Exactly. You, you, you trapped it eventually. That was the the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I'll take a break. I do want to say thank you to Horizon for selling us Tigris, <laughs> and also thanks to Switchback and Hijinks for the fan saw, including the blade that we broke trying to cut it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that is exactly the point: is mm-hmm. to catch it. Mm-hmm. We want to take all the energy out, so the front will get mangled completely, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, you know, with there, there's micro adjustments you can make in a fight. Mm-hmm. So we went to the first engagements were full charge in, which normally for fighting certain kinds of spinners is something that I, I wouldn't do, but this is a very special case. So we want to stop their weapon. We're just going to need to go all in. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it engaged very, very well. It was a very big catch point, and it threw the robot in the air. And that's all fine uh, because there's lots of different ways. They like are just searching for ways to get rid of energy, right? Mm-hmm. So some robots are literally immovable objects. And so the reaction force is absorbed completely in the two machines, part into huge, part into the other robot. Uh, in this case, we are absorbing energy, but also dissipating energy in height and rotation. So... He kicks us in the, he throws us in the air, and we roll a bunch. It's just ways of getting rid of energy, so it's less damage onto our mechanics, mm-hmm. and that's fine. And everything, but huge spin-up time, I think, is advertised as three seconds this year for their setup, which is insanely good. The fact that it could do that much damage and it spins up so fast, we could not re-engage fast enough because we are being disrupted. So basically, every single time we stop the blade, we have three seconds to get in there again. So we can start to implement our strategy. So it throws us in the air. Uh, that's no good. So what the what was the micro adjustment? What's the change here? 
is to change the engagement speed so that it lifts the robot but but slides against the underside instead, which is what we did on the last engagement that essentially got us that pin. So he's, there's sparks, the sustained sparks happening because he's just lifting the robot, making sparks. He rolls us over once, but we're still in position to do exactly what we want. So we roll us over, and then we go in. And that's where we get the pin. And that pin, that's the pin that changed the the entire match. Yep. All of a sudden, belts disappear, and Huge has and then it's a different one, fight. one motor just spinning in the wind, and the other one's, you know, trying to do work for two. Uh, and there, and I mean, from there on out, it's uh, it's 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 pick your spots, and you know, just just just, I I, I was worried about this fight for you, JMO, because I we we had just seen this this version of Huge do what. To your brother and Saul, I can only assume is a like an early funeral. Uh, it 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 just it just completely eviscerated Scorpios. Uh, and Which I was surprised about actually the, mm -hmm. the speed at which it happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what the damage was in Scorpios, but you know they're they're known for being incredibly durable, mm -hmm. and that was that was a surprise to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then you go through this fight, and you know you 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 get that one pin, and you 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 really take advantage of it. That's one of those things where, like, championship teams uh, in any sport, uh, whether it's combat or not, it's you have to take advantage of the the opportunities you're given. And in that moment, your your brain and your your synapses firing in your brain said, "This is the shot." And from then on, it's you know it's, it's a different fight. As, as, it's as a soon whole as different fight. as soon as those weapon belts go, it it, it yep. transforms the fight, and yeah. Honestly, it was just uh, the way you described it. You know, made it sound so calculated. And like, I know at the time you must have been like just stress, chaos. like stressing out. <laughs> like, oh my god, what's so, going on? But it's, it just seems so like you seem very cool was, about it. <laughs> when the robot gets tossed, the thing that I'm checking for is does everything still work? Because mm -hmm. the the point of this of the the cradle, I don't know why I call it the cradle. I guess I did. Uh, it is to take hits where we want them. You know, there's the always strategy. Why don't you go for the wheels? Why don't you just drive around it? And that all mm -hmm. sounds great on paper. But when you do that, you open yourself up to you open your robot up to getting hit anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And for this fight, and really most fights, uh, we prefer to control the damage by controlling where we get hit. Maybe it's not always a favorable engagement, but the robot is designed to take hits on the front. And if we get hit anywhere else, it's not really it's a really bad time. So going for the blade, if we go for the wheels, Jonathan does a technique that he's perfected at this point, which he did very well in the beginning, is to give you the, the huge shoulder. He turns the wheel towards you, and as we found out later, we can just push against that. But uh, he keeps the blade safe. He allows it to spin up. He doesn't need to do it for too long. So then he can hit you with it. And so if we tried to target the wheel specifically, there's a good chance that we are... He was, we would go in too far, and he would just drive around and just hit the side. Mm -hmm. So similar to where he actually hit us on the our battery side of the robot, it uh, it was pretty close, but our wires were safe. Um, instances like that, it's like, all right, we can't we can't let that happen again. That's too close. So taking it on the front where we have over, we have like seventy pounds of steel in the front <laughs> yeah. for all any saw any given saw blaze fight. Most of the weight is in the front armor. That's where we want to get hit. So every time we get we got hit, we got flipped, tossed, we went over huge. I think the highest part of the robot. <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> went over Which the wheel. Is, it was brilliant. Vertical spinner is the best flipper. <laughs> uh, Apparently. We uh, it's 
when every time the robot still had all of its functions working, I would I wouldn't sweat until something is missing. Very fair. Very fair. All of that does mean we go to a judge's decision. Yeah. Which I mean, obviously, I think you were kind of celebrating a little bit at the end because I feel like, I think, you know, looking at the fight, you'd done enough. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that Huge wasn't functional on one side and you still were. Okay, yes, they could still spin and they could drive on the one side. You know, if they, if the other wheel's still working, it, it could be different. Mm-hmm. But I think that functional damage, as we kind of have seen throughout the season, has been very consistent. If you have a functional part broken, then you're not going to win. Was it functional damage because they blinded huge? You know, that's that's a, that's, that's rude. I, yeah. it's, <laughs> you know, hit his, hit his eyes out. Come on, go man. for the eyes. Yeah, <laughs> go for the eyes, Chiquita. Um, so you win. Yeah, we were we were celebrating because the front worked. <laughs> yes. Like if they kept the audio for that, we were we were we were like, yes, like the front did what it was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like that was the main part of it, I and mean, we felt like it, we did pretty good by the end. But we took a big risk. In yeah, that. absolutely. Um, it started dicey, as you guys have noticed, but you know, we it, it ended up functioning exactly how we predicted, and that was that was definitely worth celebrating. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And then the decision comes through; it's a unanimous win for Sawblaze. Yep. After all this, I mean, I have to ask. I I, I, I didn't. Briefly beforehand, do you have the nut with you? I do. It's just in the it's in the back behind me. Excellent. Can I go get it? Yeah, go for I it. Go, go on. It. Go on then. Go on then. <laughs> I think the fans oh. need to see. <laughs> oh. I need to turn the I need to turn the camera thing off. Or oh, maybe no. it'll just recognize. Oh, oh look cool. at look that. that. Oh, it's very oh, shiny. Yeah. Beautiful. Very shiny. It must have felt very good. I mean, obviously, we, we've all seen the evolution of yourself and Sawblade. I mean, that, first of all, let's go to this next slide because yeah. when you first see <laughs> Sawblade turn up, <laughs> it is first of all, it is gargantuan compared. Yes. To, it, I mean, mm-hmm. not that Sawblade is small now, but it's it yeah. was it was large. And then you yes. look at it compared yeah. to now, it must have been very satisfying and sweet that you've taken this concept, which isn't the most popular, to the top. Yeah, that first version, so that's the season two Sawblaze that mm-hmm. barely got any airtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the ABC that one's maybe five feet wide, four feet from the end to the tip. Mm-hmm. It was a very big robot. I think in BattleBots's characterization of how big is your robot, they're like, "Are you Sawblaze Bronco sized or <laughs> something else?" <laughs> so it was, it was very big and it was it was clunky. Um, that one that was. Like most of the teams that were new was built on a very short time scale, mm-hmm. so all things were rushed together. And you know, drivetrain was good. That's always been a, a staple of Sawblaze. Uh, the weapon wasn't quite there yet, and got better in season three when we programmed the control a little bit, a little bit more effectively. But um, it's come a long way. It really has. It really, really has. I mean, the fact that you know, as you said, Sawblaze won. It had that. Yeah, we we'll, we might discuss it off air, but it had that fight with with Razorback all the way back when to now, where it's all as as you, we, we kind of mentioned, you know, it's almost expected that Sawblaze just does well, and it's it's kind of a you know a, a really cool thing, and you know the fact that you've taken a robot, which again they, they made a whole point of it just before the final, it is not the better, it's not four wheel drive and a vertical spinner, it's, it's the attack- meta breaker, isn't it? 
Exactly. Yeah. And well, that that's the thing with both of yeah. these bots that made the final. They're they are meta breaking designs, and they 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 did drum that up in the episode where we had that that cut in before the final, where it's the field is dominated by the four wheel drive vertical spinner, which, which feels uh, a little bit weird for Tantrum being a little bit of a yeah. There are twists on it. Uh, I wouldn't call Tantrum a no, four-wheel drive. No, not really, no. I also thought it was funny just to hear Farouk say, four-wheel drive vertical spinner. Yeah. <laughs> um, that but, is a bunch of words for Farouk to say. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I really loved that segment. That was amazing. I, I didn't expect it at all. I don't know if I would say Sawblaze. I, I don't think it's a meta breaker. I would say it's not meta. I think mm-hmm. Huge is a meta breaker. Yeah. Sawblaze still plays to some of some aspects of the meta but it is it i'd say it sustains against it so it's it's like you know various definitions of, of meta breaking I, th- I don't know if it just if it really dominates it but it does well it was it's not easy for sure i guess t- top attack robots is that is that meta breaking it's a big difference, isn't it? Well. Yeah, it breaks it's, something. It's, it's, very, it's very different. It, it, breaks, <laughs> it breaks a lot of things. <laughs> breaks a lot of things. Um, yeah. We do have some more list of questions, which we'll, we'll move yeah. on to, to now before we wrap up. Yeah. Also, I love your team's reaction to this win. I mean, oh, I can yeah. see you. I, I can see you mouthing. Come on. Come on, please. Yeah. You know, it's just like all this work, all this time, all the struggles. And I, I've talked a bunch during the, during these episodes where you guys had such trouble with traction this year uh, and trying to figure out how to get this thing to just drive and not shred its wheels, <laughs> you know, and it, it's, it, it's, it's been a, it's been quite a journey up to this point. And then having to make this, all the, all, all this craziness before this final fight and trying to make this contraption to fight huge. Uh, I'm sure it was a huge, Sigh of relief and just just <laughs> this explosion of joy. Uh, it's of course, it's terrible drinks, for Jonathan. Right? Well, yeah, all the love drinks. <laughs> yeah, it, well, that... it was all it's all worth it. You know, it, it sometimes you, you know, I'm sure most people can can agree with this. It's you always wonder, ah, should I should I do this? Like, will it be worth it or mm-hmm. not? And this is one of those cases where all those cases where we asked if we should, we did, and they were mm-hmm. all very important. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's so it's it's crazy to look back and think if we didn't do any one of these things, if we just kind of said, oh, you know, we're tired. That's where it would be completely different. If we didn't do anything in the huge fight, it'd be different. If yeah. if we didn't fix the wheels, it would be, that it'd was, be very different. That was a whole well. thing. You know, we had a load of questions about you know the wheels throughout the season. You know, the fact that you yes. you, you turned it around from shredding your tires at the start of the season yeah. to. At the end, you know, bully people around. You, you it was... post that video where you're just trying to stick things over the tires, and nothing is adhering to whatever <laughs> control, yeah. whatever mix you guys have made for your tires. Uh, and it's just heartbreaking to watch. Where it's just like, oh man, it's just, they just want the thing to drive. Uh, just want it to work. Uh, let's. But, uh, let's, let's stop I with... think I'd be wrong. These are fantastic tires too. Yeah. Maybe for a different kind of robot, we we put down so we 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 have so much acceleration now. We put down so much power yeah. that's we we just roll the wheels and that that relative motion is what's abrading it mm-hmm. these wheels are otherwise they're fantastic they're really grippy they're durable uh i mean they got hit by minotaur and they're fine that's it, uh it just it proves that these wheels were a great change so i i do i i do want to thank like Murillo for helping over yeah. in brazil for helping us make these uh just just that for our use we probably put a lot more abuse into it than maybe the what they were originally designed for and so 
not that they weren't bad wheels. They just hmm. they they needed a little bit of a uh, little extra for our little TLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're fantastic wheels. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with Steve Dufort yeah. on Facebook, and Steve asks. What innovation over the years has made the biggest difference in Sawblaze's effectiveness? Ooh, biggest innovation. Wow. Um, Hard to maybe cycle, focus in on just one, one thing. Right. Probably. Yeah. But... It's it's a, it's a whole bunch of things. I mean, I, okay, we'll say, I think the hammer saw development. I think that changed it a lot. It changed it changed how we operate the robot certainly, and we can get more aggression points because we can use it more. But also with the the saw blade itself, uh, for half the fight or mo- most of the fights, it's uh, we're protecting this percentage of weight. It was maybe like forty pounds, maybe like forty, forty-five, fifty pounds of weight behind the robot that just can't be touched by anything because mm-hmm. it's so delicate. There's a motor there. The blade is like a wafer. If it gets touched by anything, it it uh, bends, it jams. We lose the weapon. We'll probably lose the fight. Uh, and so having something that's more durable, that could do damage or at least take a hit is, uh, was, was really important for us to be able to win these judges decisions. I mean, Sawblaze doesn't score a lot of knockouts as is, so you need to win as many points as you can across all all the categories. I think that just simply being more durable and simply being able to be more aggressive was really important for the, for the robot. Mm -hmm. No, so uh, the tombstone fight in season four so we, we make a corner we turn make a turn in the corner the saw blade touches the wall while it's spinning and it the teeth bent already that's how that's how fragile it was it's a great uh, cutting blade it just you just can't touch it literally nothing can touch it otherwise it doesn't work or not, at least not in the, like the other way the other plane of yeah it can't where you actually like, to go. Yeah. yeah hits from the wrong angle yeah i mean i mean if we if we hammered it down i think it would probably blow up the teeth also like the cutting fin, it's not really the teeth; it's a, it's a diamond blade, mm-hmm. but it has these vents cut into it so that you know they cool it down, and those are that's where we see the most bending, mm-hmm. and so it just it just get ruined so quickly. Mm-hmm. Steve, do you want to take the next one? Uh yeah. Uh, so Ace Trainer Banana on Twitter uh, says, "Now that you're the champion, are you ready for the most brutal schedule that you've ever seen next season?" <laughs> Well, I we've had a pretty brutal schedule. I was gonna say already. <laughs> I was gonna say, can it get worse? Wait, and I see. I have a so my I have a theory based mm-hmm. on all the se- like on the seasons that we've been a part of. I mean, I've been, I've technically been a part of every reboot season because I was on overhaul the first. Mm-hmm. Right. Season. Yes. Yeah. So team I had jacked. a chance to see. Yes, Team Jack. <laughs> we are jacked. <laughs> for for it, I thought the handshake thing was really confusing because I didn't know you could uh, do yeah. that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just some poor guy at the hammer, just making sounds the whole time. Right. I don't think it worked. Um, yeah, my theory, based on seeing all these fights and all the fight nights for every single robot, is the next season they give you the robots, which are the what you almost had, hmm. ro- like robots. Okay. So, for example, I think huge may get a they may see a, a rematch against Riptide. They may mm-hmm. also fight Endgame because they almost had Endgame if mm-hmm. Copperhead did not win, sort of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's an example. So for us, uh since Huge won over Copperhead, we might get Copperhead. 
-hmm. or robots such as uh, since Monsoon v. Cobalt, we might get something like that as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and, of, and of course, there's the Ripperoni is the new uppercut sort of thing. So the robots yep. like that, I believe that we might fight, but then they, they, they're very deadly machines. It would be a tough schedule that might fit in exactly what the the question uh, the listener was saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. They speak, are they still a listener if they're speaking? Are they the uh, you know, that's true. <laughs> I, I guess we've never really, you know, split it's, that up. But, it's, you know, a new, it's a new thing. We've that's a good year. question yeah. to ask. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're, See, now we, we have to think we're kind of their process. Oh, stop! A it's, it's a no. It's a it's a taco. That's that's the the common thing. Taco. Yeah. <laughs> if you have two pieces of lasagna and you stack them, is it one or two pieces of lasagna? Oh, that, this is oh. the deep questions. These do you have to questions. do you have to split it with something? You know, like is it a sandwich? Like if we put like a, a <laughs> something in between the two pieces of lasagna? You know. Oh man, it's lasagna if, sandwich. If we keep going like this. We're gonna be asking Jmo whether he likes pineapple and pizza. Do you like pineapple and pizza? <laughs> I shouldn't have. <laughs> we're going I think it changes. It changes it. Yeah, I, it I, shouldn't work, but it does sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, I was also introduced this past weekend to soup dumplings with cream cheese in it. Interesting. <laughs> that's a strong combination. A, that that is yes. that is incredibly that's, that's different. That's interesting. Like a Philadelphia yeah. roll, but for soup dumplings. Right. Yeah. Mm. Oh man. It depends what soup you have it with, I guess. Well, it was um, the, you ever had the, the the soup dumplings, like dumplings, and they have like a, a soup inside of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was widely variant across the the table. This is the post destructathon, so we had, you know, the we had the crew uh, folks there. We had like Bunny and David and other David, actually another David. Too. I had all the Dave. There's a lot of David. So, David, so David, even this one. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not on Bunny's team well. though. <laughs> yeah. One day. So some were saying it's great. Some were saying it's it's not real because there's no cheese in Asian food. So. <laughs> Widely variant. Anyways, imaginary dumplings. <laughs> oh, the conversation. No, no, it's, it's love talking about. This is the content here. the listeners want. This is the I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I feel like we we divert to food pretty often, <laughs> but you know it's all good. It's because we normally it's, record around dinner time. It, that's why it's a thing that brings everyone together. You know, it's true. Um, it happens. David, do you want to take what was Jevon's question? Yes, I will because it applies to me as well on this. Mm -hmm. um, so, friend of the podcast, Craig Croucher asks. Do you see a viable future for hammers in the sport, or do you see hammer saws as just the general future for the weapon type? Yeah. Ooh, that's tough. Um, the percussion I mean, style saws... weapon has really evolved over the years. You know, it's. It, 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 I feel like the hammer saw is like the, the natural evolution. Hammer saw. I mean, it's not. It's it's not for free, right? No. So certainly, with things like the tantrum puncher or the hammer saw, any any sort of weapon that's that's delivered with additional actuation it's it's not for free uh, if you want to use it as liberally as a hammer they need to be built incredibly well and that of course comes out of somewhere there's additional complexity with building the hammer saw architecture and most cases it's the level of optimization where you can't just fire it into another spinner you know we look at something like beta versus kraken mm -hmm. where uh jason fires it right into the weapon and it it breaks Kraken's weapon, which is very cool. Vita's, you know, the the more blade pill yeah. it gets bent, which is fine because, I mean, honestly, like the hammer end is semi-disposable. You look at how Shatter uses their weapon against Huge or most other spinners. They fire it just right into it. And 
that's that sort of that sort of action where a hammer saw would probably break. So I think there's use cases for for both of them. Maybe the immediate damage is less than a hammer saw, but you can definitely show aggression. You can use it way more. I mean, let's look at let's look at another case. Uh, this actually is not a hammer, but Triton versus Glitch. We saw Triton shoved the blade in the back of Glitch, and it it basically self-destructs Glitch. <laughs> yeah. And that it was it was amazing the amount of damage. I don't know if you've seen it on their on the the Berkeley post fight report. It was a lot of damage. Now imagine we had a hammer sneak its hammerhead in behind the robot and had in behind the spinner. That that might be the the golden shot that puts hammers back on the map because mm-hmm. hammer saw can't do that should not mm-hmm. do that. You only do that with a hammer saw when the weapon's already dead. Yeah. 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 For when you've it. you've lessened the degrees of freedom of your design. Yeah. <laughs> when it's yeah. just the one, it's just static and just you know, it becomes yeah. it becomes very sacrificial. Um, you know, but I think there's a still a future for it. It's just yeah. it it this is very niche, much in the same way that hammer saw application is also very niche. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. Yep, you never know what's around the corner with the sword. I feel like there's 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 got to be an evolution, you know, out there that you know someone hasn't tried yet. There's there's always something that there's we're always trying to scrape, scrape the barrel dry, but there's always something that comes out on the knife. <laughs> you know, it's it's there's always that little bit more uh, mm-hmm. that uh, that we that we discover, and you know, you know, it, it could be just around the corner of the next evolution. So you know, you never know. That's right. This is all vital information for trying to build an axe in the next few weeks, so it's all good. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, I've, got lot, I've got a lot to build in the next few weeks. We will finish yeah. up with, I think, this could either be a very long answer or a very short answer, but I, I, I'm excited to see which one it is. And it comes from uh, Sasha Margalois. I'm really sorry if I've pronounced it wrong. It was, it, I, I saw the name and I thought, I'm glad I, I, I'm, I'm going to struggle with that one. Do you have any interesting post-championship celebrations that you can share? Post-championship celebrations, uh, I would say we had a we had a viewing party and it mm-hmm. was wonderful. We had mm-hmm. all a lot of the we had all the Northeast teams, all the Massachusetts teams, mm-hmm. and we just had a we had a grand party. Uh, we rented out a theater. This is uh, all thanks to Ginger for organizing it. I spent four hundred and fifty dollars US in pizza. <laughs> uh, there you go. Of the teams, uh, and, but the, that's 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 kind of what we did um, at the event. We didn't get to do anything, and that was unfortunate because the next day we had to get ready for the Golden Bolt, and that was the last day of filming. So there's up to three fights, right, mm-hmm. for the for that for the the Golden Bolt final thing. So we had to be ready. We just won the final, and then we have to prepare. Up to again. three fights, mm-hmm. yeah, because you don't have the time to, you know, you don't you don't have the day to get things ready. Like you need to have it all prepared ahead of time. So we had a we had like a few hours before the pits closed. We were there till the end of the, till till the till the till the pits closed, and it's kind of like a it's a weird way to to celebrate. We didn't really do it. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrating think... by getting back to work essentially. <laughs> Yeah, basically. Yeah, I think we phone called some team members. We took pictures with the thing. Mm-hmm. We still have the. We never took it apart. It, that thing's never coming apart. Oh, no, the, uh, the, 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 con- the contraption. So. Yes. Yeah. As yeah. much as we like, we might want to reuse the the Tegris eye eyebrows for next season. This is now such a piece of history. It's going to you know whatever happens. Eventually, when we get a house or something, 
It's just gonna sit there. <laughs> it's just gonna be the lawn ornament. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and, and so it should be with the nut in the middle of it. You know, <laughs> it's, it, it make a good shelf. You know, you, you, you kind of park it on the kind of the bent up wedge at the front. It look, it look like pretty. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta bend it back down. It's, oh. it's all up the air now. It's all up in the air. It'd be a cool, like that. cool display piece. Um, oh yes, Jameson, thank you so much for your time. I, I know you've been very busy over the last couple of weeks, and again, massive congratulations. You know, as much as you know, we all have our favourites. I think we're all very, very happy that you ended up walking away with it because you know it's just been the progression year on year on year, and it's it's you've threatened to so many times, but. You know, finally seeing yourself and and Sawblaze win was was pretty special. So, massive well done and uh, enjoy it all. Thank you very much. Like like you said, it's it's a uh, it's been a long time, and it's really great to see that all the hard work it all just pays off. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't stress that enough for anyone who's fighting robots or really doing anything in their life. Is that you know looking for opportunities to improve and then never giving up on the end goal. Setting setting that end goal first of all, it all is super important. You need to know where you want to go to get there, and you need to carve out the way, the, carve out that path, and try to find all the ways that you didn't make it before, so that you can get one step further every time. Success is an instantaneous, it's incremental. Yeah, well said, and uh, that wraps up the season. What a pleasure! We made it. We made it. <laughs> oh, we awesome. made it. All the way through, and, and no breaks, right? No breaks at all. No, not at all. Uh, um, Jevin think, might be taking uh, a break. Uh, no, he's, yeah. he's, he's somewhere. He's, he's traveling home, I think. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know when we'll be back next. I think we're back next week with something coming up. We'll, we'll have to see what happens with that. But um, yeah, we'll be back whenever Golden Bolt comes back, I guess. Obviously, Jameson, you've still got some fights to do. We'll have to see yep. how, how Sawblaze deals with the, the postseason... <laughs> Fun. It's lots to look forward to. Yeah, I, I hope everyone's looking forward to it. Steve has disappeared. I don't know. Steve what he's just done. walks off. He's vanished. <laughs> he's, he's, he's been full Thanos snapped out of existence. But um, <laughs> I hope everyone's enjoyed the content we've brought to you this year. You know, we have worked pretty hard on trying to make sure that we've brought a lot of interesting people to come and chat with. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to do the same in season. Uh, it, it's it, it's not, sort it's not, of working. Steve. Kind, it's kind not... of Steve. Kinda. Let's try. <laughs> With that said, I have been Sam Elliott 64. I've been Steve the American Killjoy trying to show his new his favorite Sawblaze sign. There it is. There, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, I've been David Smeg and also World of Woodrow for uh, editing purposes. <laughs> and Jameson Go is a Battlebot champion. It's not quite the scale. Oh, no. Yeah. There it goes. <laughs> Jameson Go, your World Championship 7 champion. Yeah. And the three of us will see you soon for more BattleBots. We'll see you then.